106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Have you ever been in an abusive relationship? You know, where they make a bunch of false promises and say that they're always going to do better. But their history and even what they're currently doing is still highly abusive. That's what it's like with the Democrat Party and Black America. If you look at the history of the Democrat Party, it's filled with abuse towards Black America. They are the party that started the KKK. They are the party of Jim Crow. They are the party of slavery. They are the party of the 1994 crime bill by Joe Biden. And how do they keep Black America in this abusive relationship? They give them handouts that keeps them locked in poverty. They make promises that they never keep. They have carefully chosen Black ambassadors like Kamala and Obama to keep people deceived. The Democrat Party will always hurt Black America. It's what they do. Scientists, who are generally pretty liberal, have been naming diseases after the places they came from for a very long time. Zika is from the Zika forest, Ebola from the Ebola River, Hantavirus, the Hantan River. There's the West Nile virus and Guinea worm and Rocky Mountain spotted fever and of course the Spanish flu. MERS stands for Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. It's plastered all over airports and no one blogs about it. So why should China get a pass? Congressman Ted Lieu tweeted, the virus is not constrained by country or race. Be just as stupid to call it the Milan virus. No, that would be way stupider because it didn't come from Milan. And if it did, I guarantee we'd be calling it the Milan virus. <laughs> you want to know how the government works? Do ya? Well, first they take your legs. Then they sell you a wheelchair. Then they tax you for the wheelchair. Then they regulate when and where you can use the wheelchair. <laughs> and as you sit there, cold, hungry, and helpless, they assure you that without them, you wouldn't be getting around so well. Watch this video clip and tell me our future does not look bright. Okay. I cannot What's believe she said Isabel. this. Isabel, how old are you? Uh, 19. Okay, I got a super easy question. You get it right, you get $100. Got it. Who is the first U.S. president? Um, Donald Trump. No, the, the, first US, the first U.S. president. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, that was embarrassing. Um, it's George, um, uh, the one with George, yeah. uh, Bush. Bush, George Bush. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, right? Right? Or, oh wait, are you talking about President of the United States or President of America? Because those were two different Georges, right? The future leaders of America. We're doomed. I remember when y'all were portraying Donald Trump naked in a diaper or having your horse-faced comedians uh, share the pictures of themselves holding his severed head. You even had videos of you guys kicking cardboard cutouts of Trump and the crowd screaming. Or riding in your cars, well, 
they weren't usually very nice cars, <laughs> blasting F. Donald Trump, that really bad rap song. So deeming Let's Go Brandon as offensive now is just about one of the weakest, most hypocritical moves ever done by the left. How are you doing out there? This is Lou Benninger, and this is No Hostages Radio, episode 172, to arrive on July 16, 2022. Sitting out here uh, late on a couple nights ahead of that, and it's smoking out here in Northern California. We've finally got some heat, and it's like getting it on over here. So I'm down to uh, just... I'm I'm dressed light for the evening to uh, slip this uh, talk in, and I had a busy day today. A lot of good things accomplished, and so but we're a little late starting tonight. But it doesn't really make any difference because we'll just get it done, and Tanner Martis will fix it all up when uh, when he gets to it tomorrow down in Texas, Conroe, Texas. So welcome, sure happy you're listening to us, and <clears throat> we don't take you for granted even though we can't see you out there. Uh, I want to mention right away that there's a event coming up I'd like you to take notice of, and I mentioned it before, and it's coming up this week, and uh, it's July 21, um, and it's at 6.30 at night, and it's at The Brick. It's it's kind of a, a food place and coffee house, uh, 316 D Street, D like in David, in downtown Marysville, really easy to find. If you're from around here, you know where it is. And uh, so you can you can uh, rent the place out in the evening sometimes and nail cater and stuff. So the uh, Sutter Yuba Republican women are are over in the Yuba County side of the of the area they cover. Normally they meet over in Sutter, but they're over in Yuba, which is smart. And um, so go go out. You want to get out there? They have an outdoor area and an indoor area at the brick. And hopefully it'll we'll pick up a little south breeze off the delta, and it'll be nice and cool out. So you, they, they said there's going to be fun f- food, drinks, prizes, and more. So I don't know whether they're going to have a speaker for that night. Usually they have a speaker. What we're trying to do is find a lot of, particularly women, young women, and uh, to that'll rise up and and uh, get used to running an organization and run this organization into the future. And so we're looking for ladies, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, right? And uh, we already have older women that have been involved and there for years and years and years, and they're still committed and uh, committed to conservative values. They've been carrying the torch for many years. So now we're hoping for younger women. Uh, Men can join as well, I understand. And so there's a charge. I don't know what it is uh, for this event, but uh, it'll be fun. And the cool thing about it is it's uh, get to know some people you may not have met before and get a chance to uh, do something uh, to change Yuba and Sutter counties to make them more conservative. We need all the help we can get. And if we can't change our counties, we don't have much chance of changing anything else. So you can go to the SY Republican Women 
SYRepublicanWomen.com. That's plural, women. SYRepublicanWomen.com. That's their website. It's a great website. Or you can call 530-632-6195. It's coming right up. So don't procrastinate. Okay? All right. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at 530-713-1838. I can't take a live call, but uh, I'll be gone by the time this comes up. But you can text me. You can, I mean, I'll take a live call whenever you get around to it. But during the show, we don't, we're not taking calls. You can ca- call me up. And I also mention it when, when I mention Dr. Cassidy later on. I'll mention my number again uh, if, if you... Uh, don't have something to write with right at the moment. Don't worry about it. It'll be, it'll be, be brought up soon. Also, you can reach me at no, Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. That's nohostagesradio.com. That's a website where we put articles I write and also for, uh, uh, older uh, podcasts all the way 171 back to number one are over there. And uh, you can also, we also post the podcast over on Live with Lou Facebook page as well as some articles there. So if you really want to get in touch with me, you can. We're also doing a live show now on Saturday mornings, uh, left coast time from 10 a.m. to 1 at KMYC. That's 14, 10 a.m. If you're around this area, if you're not, you can just go on a uh, pot, a uh, simulcast website called live365.com, live365.com. Click on radio, put in KMYC. It should come up live uh, you know, uh, live streaming, and then you can listen on whatever uh, device you have as opposed to the old school radio. I think that's all the details. Again, uh, appreciate you listening. And we're going to do six segments here, about 20 minutes of talk each, uh, s- separated by some uh, really good educational clips. And uh, we hope you enjoy that. And uh, we put a lot of work into it. I also wanted to mention, uh, let's see, I don't see that right here. don't see it right here. Um, There's another website I want to mention, and I I don't think I brought it over, but I'll catch it before the end. So I mentioned the Live with Lou website, and uh, then there's another, uh, not a website, but a uh, Facebook page. And uh, then there's a Yuba County Facebook page, and I want to make sure I get the, the name exactly right. But I, I, can, I thought I put it over here at the, on this page, but I don't see it. So I'll catch up. with If you want to keep up with me, you can do it on Facebook. If you, a lot of my friends are off Facebook. I stay on to connect with certain people that I can't get anywhere else. So uh, I, I'm still on Facebook at, at either Lou Benninger or Live with Lou. And uh, you can catch me either place, but uh, a lot of my stuff is over at Live with Lou if you're interested. So uh, those obviously uh, we're in uh, perilous times, unprecedented times. I think uh, I was designed for these times, though I'm getting older. I'm at the end of my uh, stay or or uh, term here on Earth, and. Uh, but I'm, I believe I was designed for this time. I've just felt the quickening, uh, it's a, it's a biblical word, a quickening. Uh, I've just had a quickening, uh, and a sense of purpose over the last several years that, uh, this is the time that I'm built for, uh, even though I'm sad to see what's going on in the United States of America, I'm sad to see what's going on in many countries of the world. But since I live here most of the time, I travel some, but when I live here, 
I'm sad to see that we're looking more and more like a third world country and the people we have running the country right now, it looks to me like they're trying to destroy the country to break the back of the businesses and take over as a socialist totalitarian country. Those aren't just fancy words. They actually have a meaning and the meaning is uh, fitted to the way the country is going right now. So uh, I'm going to stand against that and I'm not putting up with it and I'm not going to be on this earth I'm going to fight it to the very end. Uh, they got their, they got a fight from me. And I know there's a lot of people out there like me that aren't going to put up with this and they're going to throw down. Now, a lot of you were the way, the reason we're at where we're at today is passivity and people have been asleep. The Bible talks about people that are asleep. They're really not asleep, but they're in their brain, in their spirit. They're, uh, they're under, they're under the influence of something that's got them really groggy and they're not paying attention to what's going on, and um, or they're paying attention and they're not getting it, or they don't know the Constitution, they don't know Jack. So we're in real trouble, and uh, for the people that are kind of waking up, it's going to be a, a very quick course. You're going to need to learn, learn, learn fast, fast, fast to know when you're getting scammed, when you're getting ripped off, when you're getting deceived, when you're getting double troubled, and um, otherwise you're just going to get taken as they say, to the cleaners. You're going to get taken to the cleaners. So there's deception happening constantly, not occasionally, constantly. This White House is just a stream of lies, a stream of lies, propaganda. I just saw the other day, uh, maybe yesterday, I think it was like 65% of the people in the in the White House in control of our economy have never been in business in their life. They've never been involved with the business, business enterprise, a corporation, whatever. They're just some sort of a community organizer like Obama, or they've been involved in a university or education, and uh, they're trying to actually manage an economy instead of just let businesses run, right? So uh, there's... You might have heard there's actually um, the Biden administration. I'm not even going to say Joe Biden because I don't think he's in his mind, his right mind. Uh, I think his his mind is now damaged because of old age. Uh, no fault to his. I'm just saying that's where he's at. It just you just call it the way you see it, and uh, feel bad for people when they can't function. But he's definitely not functioning. But what they're what they're doing. They're not trying to do it. They're doing it. They're shutting down the oil industry in this country. There's going to be a complete collapse. It's going to affect every person. You think, oh, it's just going to affect oil. No, it's going to affect every single person. It affects everything. It affects the grocery stores. It, it affects the food supply. It affects the food growth, the growing of food. It affects your utilities. Uh it just affects every single thing. You cannot shut down the oil supply, and green energy is a is a foolhardy uh, adventure. And uh, and now, uh, in telling people that uh, Biden telling people that they were going to take the strategic oil reserves and disperse that out and into making gasoline and making more gasoline available, so the price will come down. Uh, he sold it. He gave it away to China. China and a number of other countries, but China and uh, through one of the co companies that his son is making profits on. I mean, uh, it, this is this isn't just stupid. This isn't like uh, radical. It's it's evil. It's treasonous. 
Uh, I don't know when anybody's going to start saying this is treasonous. They're trying to give the country to China and at every level, at every single level. And so we need to wake up and, and uh, we need to deal with it at the local level. The local supervisors are going along with it. The local supervisors are in bed with all these people. They are not conservative. I don't care whether they got an R after their name or, or they uh, that's their voting preference, R. I don't care. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at ac- actions and, and rhetoric and what they're saying and how they're voting. And they are selling us, all of them are selling us, and they're, they're just sucking the money out of the population. They're, they're just ripping us off with taxes. And, and like I was just talking to somebody, a former city councilman of uh, Marysville, and I just remember the SB1, I think it was SB1, after Jerry Brown would not fix the roads. He would not take money out of the budget and fix our highways. So they floated another tax and raised the DMV fees, raised everything. Marysville has got no new roads in Marysville. It's just a crying shame. I've never, to me, you know how you get used to things just being crappy? When you drive through Marysville, if you're ever from this area or you used to be from, when you drive, people that come back here after being gone since high school are just shocked and shamed at the terrible condition of our, there's no part of this city that that looks in order. It's just a train wreck from, uh, Property line to property line to property, private property screwed up, public property screwed up. It's just a pitiful mess. And and uh, if I was on the city council, I would resign. I, I just simply, if I couldn't do that any better than this, I, I cannot be involved in a half-assed, screwed up, uh, I call, actually I call the city now zombie town because it's a zombie town. You go out at night right now. And there are just people out of their minds all over the place, uh, sleeping all over the place, climbing in, in people's backyards. We got people literally at a nice little apartment complex that put up hog wire around these little back porches because people were climbing over the back porches and sleeping in their back porches. So they actually, instead of putting in a screened in porch, they, they nailed up hog wire uh, like animal wire and uh, that heavy stuff. It's just pitiful. It's just turning into a third-world, uh, devastated city uh, and uh, through neglect and just neglect and horrible decision-making. Go look at Riverfront Park. Go look at the boat ramp. That We have no boat ramp out of Yuba County into the, into the river unless you go way up to the dams. There's no reason for it. We got Yuba Water that's supposed to be taking care of recreation and you, the Yuba Water Agency and, and supposed to that any time there's a nexus with water, they're supposed to help. They just they just people have just let that boat ramp go to hell. And uh, it's just terrible. It just it's absolutely terrible. Ellis Lake, they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in Ellis Lake. And it's just a slime pit. It's just an absolute slime pit. It's it's disgusting. Uh, every one of those city council people should resign. They can't do anything. They just sit and uh, anyway, it's just a pitiful thing. So I'm going to I'll come back to that later. But I wanted to mention something. There's things going on that may, often you don't know why they're going on and you don't know what the significance of them are because you don't know enough about the government or the Constitution and many things I don't either. And uh, it's the sad thing is we could have been taught that in, in public education, but we weren't. 
particularly in the last 30, 40 years, they just simply didn't teach us how the country should run. So many people can't even tell you what the 4th of July means. It's just, it, it, it'd make a guy just become a drunk or a heroin addict, honestly. it's. Uh, I told somebody the other day, I said if I wasn't, didn't feel like it helped people in the projects I have overseas better from here. I would just move to totally out of the country. I'm with the Democrats saying I'm leaving if Trump gets in or I'm leaving if this happens or I'm leaving if Roe versus Wade gets overturned. I'm leaving for a totally different reason. I just don't want to I just don't want to see it anymore. It just it it totally turns me off every single day driving around Marysville. It's just a disgusting, uh, broken city. Uh sucking the taxes out of us so chris ann hall who is a constitutional attorney and i'm not talking about she goes and argues cases in in the in the courts over the constitution she's an educator and she's trying to save this country through informing people and so biden recently after the roe versus wade change at the supreme court biden signed an executive order and so here's her response she said biden's executive order regarding abortion is nothing but political theater. Number two, executive orders are not binding upon the states and they're not binding upon individuals. That would be you and me. Did you understand that? Executive orders are only binding upon the executive agencies and industries that take federal money. You see that? So if you don't take federal money, like Hillsdale College up in Michigan does not take federal money, that executive order has nothing to do with Hillsdale College. If you don't want your business to be controlled by executive orders, do not take federal money. Everybody, oh, I want to get some of that government money. Don't take government money. It's coming back, and they'll try to take your business from you. Biden's executive order is abortion, uh, regarding abortion does not override or even change state law. Biden's executive order regarding abortion does not override constitutionally sound Supreme Court opinions. Biden's executive order regarding abortion isn't even written to legalize abortion and Biden's executive order regarding abortion written to uh, to encourage hospitals to use FDA approved drugs and direct the DOJ to defend women crossing borders to get an abortion. No state is even pursuing prosecution for leaving the state for an abortion. No state. It's not even an issue. And he's writing all this stuff up. Please she says, please know the facts and don't get caught up in all the manufactured hype and crises. I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff is just to keep you stirred up and confused and troubled if because you don't know. Uh, they, they give you the feeling that you're going to be under investigation and they got no rights. Right. That's why I got a I got a no trespassing sign in my front window of my house because I'm telling the government. It used to be, I used to just be, oh, yeah, how's it going, buddy? Come on up. We'll have a talk. No way. Not anymore. They're carrying around vaccines. They're carrying around all this crap. Don't come on my property unless you've got a warrant. You're not welcome here. I don't want you here, right? Doesn't mean all government people are bad people. The policies are bad, and the problem is good people. I know a lot of good people work work for government, particularly in law enforcement, and they're just following uh, obnoxious non uh, unconstitutional laws and, and rules and codes. They got them all wearing masks over there. The Yuba County Sheriff's Department, Sutter County Sheriff's Department. It's nonsense. You know why they're doing it? Because OSHA tells them they got to wear masks. They've been wearing masks for three years over there. The, 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 the inmates should sue them for that. 
it's cutting down the oxygen to the inmates. I'm telling you, the government people, for the most part, are just going along to get along because that's their career. And they'll do whatever they tell them, even if it's illegal. I'm telling you, that's the way it's going down. And you got to get you got to get a clue and get a clue quick. Let me say this. We're coming to the last. We're less than a minute. It said this guy made this sign up. This is so true. Listen to this. Please listen carefully. The people who shut down your businesses and killed your careers are now asking that you reelect them so they can keep their jobs. Screw their jobs. You hear me? Screw their jobs and their salaries. Never forget what they've done to you. And the sad thing is we put uh, Andy Vasquez. I've known Andy for years. I've done things with Andy. He's helped me. Andy should have not been reelected. Why? Because he screwed over the businesses of this, of this county. He should resign and just go on and do something else with his life. He's got a lot of talent. He doesn't belong being a supervisor. I'm going to be right back. We're finished our first segment. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes without, uh, after these clips. We, the people. We, the people, tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We, the people, are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Almost all the world's constitutions are documents in which governments tell the people what their privileges are. Our constitution is a document in which we, the people, tell the government what it is allowed to do. We the people are free. Today marks the one year anniversary of the deadly January 6th Capitol insurrection where violent Trump supporters viciously murdered zeros of people and almost AOC. I'm reporting live in Washington at the annual reunion of those most intimately involved with the planning and execution of the attack, FBI agents. So what's it like to be back? Uh, if I was indeed present at the initial attack, which I'm not saying I was, uh, it's good to be back. What precisely was your involvement last year? I may have allegedly moved a barrier, which I didn't, but if I did, I, I then said, let's storm the Capitol, along with my colleague Steve, who I'm hypothetically happy to see again, allegedly. Right. So what lessons can we take from the January 6th events? They showed us how incredibly violent Trump supporters are mm. in our fevered imaginations. When I was allegedly pretending to be a Trump supporter, it was very, very scary. It was terrifying. I imagine that they were filled with hatred and racism as they walked calmly through the Capitol taking selfies. So what do you have planned for this reunion? Oh, we're going to throw Frisbee, uh, maybe barbecue some chini. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a few PBRs in us and uh, go kidnap a governor, uh, as we may have done allegedly in the past. Is there anyone at this reunion who's not an FBI agent? Um, there's Jake. Jake. I'm standing here with Trump supporter Jake, who was present at the Capitol riot. Jake, why did you decide to violently riot? Well, we were taking our orders directly from President Trump, who is still the president. When Trump said that we should protest peacefully, what I heard was murder, kill, and destroy. And when he said that we needed to show strength, 
I understood that to mean, of course, that we needed to go steal a podium and then leave a poop on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Wait, you did all that and they didn't arrest you? Oh, I got arrested. I spent some time in jail. Uh, but then I lied and said that I just burned down a car lot and stole some Nikes in the name of racial justice. Mm -hmm. And then they let me out uh, on parole. You know, you know, Kamala Harris, in fact, even uh, even raised some money to let me out. So, so, yeah. so generous. Yeah. Very clever. Well, there you have it. If you'd like to see more January 6th coverage, be sure to switch over to CNN, where they will be covering it continuously, forever, until the end of time. Coming up next, we go live to the somber ceremony in which Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez lays a wreath at her own grave. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Now uh, that's back from high school algebra, but let's, let's take a look. Uh, first we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Many believed that Bill Gates somehow misspoke when he attributed successful depopulation to the vaccines. But it's now evident that he didn't. He was being very clear about the intentions of the globalist agenda. Kill 99.99% of all humans. According to these psychopaths, this is how we will save the planet. And they have convinced an overwhelming amount of the world's population into accepting their agenda and pushing for it. People who believe that humans need to be aborted and believe the human race needs to be culled into a small compliant herd. People that are okay with billions of people starving so long as the screens on their devices tell them it's the right thing to do. But not everyone has gone insane. Some still have a survival instinct. When the Dutch government voted in a scheme that will force farmers to cut their livestock down to unsustainable levels, thereby forcing them out of work and shutting down the second biggest food exporter in the world, the farmers did the right thing and said no. And protests have broken out all throughout the Netherlands. Shutting down the world's second biggest food exporter is all part of the anti-human zero emissions plan. And so the Dutch farmers aren't just protesting losing their jobs, they're protesting the mass murder of the world's population. Just like the Canadian truckers and farmers did last winter, and just like the Canadian police sided with the tyrants, the Dutch cops are doing the same. Police drawing their sidearms on peaceful protesters and opening fire on them. Hey, hey, weapons, jongen, weapons. Hey, wallah, rij weg, jongen, rij weg. So you remember weapons. Come, get my gun. Using undercover agents and provoking violence to shut down peaceful gatherings. Tralala, machen sollen. 
because the globalists are not taking no for an answer. And while you may back the blue, chances are that they won't back you when it comes to the globalist agenda, which has now enlisted A-list celebrities to convince us all to eat bugs. I'm Nicole Kidman, and I am going to eat a four-course meal of bugs. They're trying to persuade us into dying peacefully, like good, obedient slaves. But soon, the food will start to run out. And worse, more signs of kinetic world war on the horizon as Japan's longest-standing prime minister, Shinzo Abe, is assassinated and former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev joins President Putin in threatening nuclear annihilation if the United States continues their provocations. Which is exactly what the Extinction Rebellion wants. And it's what the Biden administration wants. It's what everyone in charge wants. The only way out of this is a worldwide people's revolution. The Dutch farmers have begun, and they have been joined by people from other nations. The revolution will not be televised. And if you want to stand up against evil, then now is the time, while you are still alive. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So let me read this again. It's the people who shut down your businesses and killed your careers now are asking that you reelect them so they can keep their jobs. Screw their jobs. You hear me? Screw their jobs. They don't deserve their They didn't do their jobs. You, the people in the government went home. The building inspectors went home. All these people went home and sat at home during COVID and collect their money. And said, oh, yeah, we're, we're working from home. No, they weren't. They hardly work at work. Go, try to get somebody on the phone on a Friday. Just try. And particularly the directors, the department heads. They're not there. A lot of these people only work 11 months out of the year. They get a month off. It's unbelievable, people. Never forget what they've done to you. Never forget. You know, that's what the Holocaust is all about. They build all these Holocaust... Uh, uh, monuments and uh, museums and displays. You know why? To tell people, do never, never, never forget. Don't forget what they did to you. I was I saw a person. They, they posted a photo of aisles and mocking these aisles down this grocery store, and they had these big arrows. Which direction? Like a one-way street. Remember that you could. I never even paid any attention to all that crap. I just did whatever I wanted in those stores. But people, they didn't want people walking towards each other. So stupid, totally unscientific. We had government officials, high government officials, including people that had a medical degree, shoveling so much horse manure on people, they couldn't even see straight. Wear a mask, stand on an X, don't walk down that aisle. You're, You're walking against the traffic. Unbelievable. Totally fraudulent nitwit boondoggle stuff we had 
uh, our our uh, health official, her, her name is Fong Lu. I call her Dr. Mingala, the, the guy that experimented on people. She was experimenting on people during COVID. She told people that hydroxychloroquine would damage their heart, their lungs, and their kidney. Then she sent people to the hospital to get on a ventilator and remdesivir, which you know what remdesivir does? It kills your heart, your kidneys, and your lung. You know how many people, you know what the percentage of deaths were when they treated uh, Ebola patients in Africa with remdesivir? They lost 53% of their patients. Would you go into the doctor if he had a he had a chance? You only had a chance of forty seven percent survival. Holy smokes, people! I mean, I've asked people and kids in juvenile hall. I, you know, if you got on a plane that landed that could get you, you know, wherever you wanted to go, if you wanted to fly to L.A. or what, if you got there nine times out of ten, would you take it? And most kids just say, "What?" They don't even know how to do their fractions, and they say, "What?" Nine times out of ten, and yet these. These guys are putting you on remdesivir at the hospital because they're going to make a hundred grand on you, collecting on giving you remdesivir and putting you on the vent and all all kinds of other spiffs, and killing you for, you know, they're killing you over half the time. They're taking you totally out in your loved ones, and many times you can't even go up and see your loved ones. They just say, "Oh yeah, he passed. He passed." He no, you can't go there and say goodbye. No, you can't go in there and hold her hand. No, yeah, it's too dangerous. Too dangerous. Never forget what they've done to you. Adventist Hospital, I saw their van running around the other day. It's shameful. Somebody somebody should remove the the, the graphic on their van, something about spreading the love of Jesus. They're not spreading the love of Jesus. They're spreading communist propaganda over there. You can't even go in there without putting on a mask that does absolutely nothing for you except restrict your airways. The second thing you got to do is either get a PCR test, which is baloney, or you got to take the jab, which is going to kill you. You hear me? It's going to kill you. By the way, you gals out there, if you want to abort your kid, just go get the jab because the jab's going to kill you, but it's going to kill your kid and save you having to go through nine months of pregnancy if you're worried about their shape. The jab's killing people, and the jab's killing babies big time. That are that are in the first trimester, particularly. You know something? Uh, you're you're not going to have any excuse. Uh, you're not going to have any excuse by the time this thing hits you flat in the face, and you you took that shot a few months before or last year, and all of a sudden you're having all kinds of symptoms. You're going to the doctor, and they they're not willing to talk about the jab because they said it was safe and effective. What a lie! You know the doctors are under the gun. You know. You know who controls their licenses? State. Yeah, you think, oh, the state. No, Big Pharma. Big Pharma's running all those medical uh, those medical commissions. Big Pharma. Big Pharma's running everything until we overthrow. The dudes are wicked. You think, oh, they're trying to save lives. Yeah, there's some people saving lives out there trying to save lives, some individuals. Big Pharma is trying to screw you over. They want to give you a booster every month if they can get away with it. They're trying to make They're making bucks off you, right? They were making $25. They were selling each jab for $25. Multiply that times billions. Unbelievable. This, I, this meme this week I saw, it says, you'll, there's a guy, big old fat guy, massive guy he's bigger than anybody else in in the courtroom it's like a courtroom and he's standing behind a 
like a, a witness stand area. And he's he's looking over everybody, and he's got a big Masonic Lodge satanic thing on his shirt hanging around his neck. And uh, he says, you'll never, you know, because uh, there's all kinds of evil behind our justice system. And it says, you'll never find justice, it says, in a world where criminals make all the laws. That's exactly what we have in America today. We have had criminals that are actually making our laws. They are owned by Big Pharma and and big everything. They they own them. Uh, these nations own them. China owns them. Many of them are being told. And even people in the NBA, the NBA players, are they won't say anything against China. China is controlling the movie industry. China is controlling the NBA. China controls your Congress. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that China concocted the COVID vaccine, the COVID disease? Then they just happened to have a corner on the PPE market. That's all the masks, all the face shields, gloves, all the junk. They, had, they, they sold it all. They sold it to the world. Isn't it a wonderful thing? It's just like somebody getting a prostitute strung out on heroin to have them, you know, to, to make her a cash cow two ways. You're, you're putting heroin in her veins. She's paying you for the heroin, and she's paying her for the tri- paying you for the tricks. That's exactly what China's doing. We're just a prostitute nation to China at this point. We have criminals making our laws, and even the people that you think are right on, some of your R people are not right on. That does not stand for right on. They're totally corrupt. They, they'll go along to get along. They'll, they're fine with Hillary Clinton winning. No problem. I just saw a video today that just blew my mind. These guys that are trying to end abortion. And, uh, and they had a, a law that was ready to be passed to make killing an unborn child murder. I mean, if the mom kills it, murder. And National Right to Life and many of the pro-life organizations pled with the legislators not to do that and to keep abortion going. (laughs) Unbelievable, man. You wonder why we had 50 years killing babies? We got National Right to Life. Many of you have donated. Many of you conservatives have donated. Mr. Wilkie, remember Mr. Wilkie? Dr. Wilkie, we just thought there was God and then there was Dr. Wilkie. And they they pled with the Louisiana legislature and and reversed where they defeated. They had a bill already to pass that if you want, if you aborted your child, it's like, oh really? Baptists, this the Southern Baptists stood against it and said they didn't want to embarrass a gal. Really? Do you think God's concerned about them killing their kid? Doesn't think that's a like a Ten Commandments? You shouldn't kill. <laughs> they just said, oh, oh, well, you know, we just kind of make up our own rules here over the Baptist world. I'm not picking on Baptists. I'm saying the religious world. That the right to life is standing against stopping abortion. It's unbelievable. I got the video where these guys are at these major, major conferences arguing this out. It's it's crazy. It, it's just shockingly crazy. I want to read something to you that just made a lot of sense to me. Uh, the title is Leftist Women Discover Traditional Marriage. Listen to this. 
Me and some girlfriends did a retreat this weekend to help us cope with the monumental setback in fundamental rights. By the end of it, we had moved from sad and afraid to angry. We all agreed to a pact, P-A-C-T, not to have sex with any men until they had proven themselves a capable provider and until that man had signed a contract with us and written on paper agreeing to stay with us and support us if we get pregnant. We started drafting an actual contract and we're planning on sending it to a lawyer to make sure it's legit. At this point, I am completely done with men who want to hook up and leave. It's high time for American men to step up. Isn't that fascinating? What they're describing here is what normal men used to do uh, before w- women were okay with hooking up. Women started the hooking up thing. All they had to do is say, you ain't going to get any until I get a ring and a pink slip for a car and uh, get some kind of guarantee here, marriage certificate. Otherwise, don't need you. Isn't that interesting that they said, hey, we're going to try to hold somebody accountable instead of just always get ripped, ripped off. You know, women are a lot like black people. They just simply keep getting screwed over and make it easier and easier all the time to let people screw them over. That's how it is. Unbelievable. This lady, this this young girl, maybe she's two, two and a half, and her mama, they look like spitting images. So they're looking at each other on the couch, and the caption is, Mommy, what did that lady mean when she said what her pronouns are? In other words, asking what her pronouns are. And the mother says, I love this. It means she's insane, honey. So you'll need to stay away from people like her. I love this. I love that. Come on, baby. That is reasonable. That is that is healthy. That is mental health right there. That is good mental health. It means, honey, they're insane. You'll need to stay away from people like that. Oh, come on, come on, come on. I, I, uh. Let's see. Uh, Did you know, all you out in Sutter County, because you you all don't know everything about this yet, that uh, Sutter County, we knew it. We kept saying it all along. First, Marysville started it. They they tried to get a sales tax passed, a 1% sales tax, and we defeated it many years ago. And within about two years, they turned around and they got David Lonza, who was a a well-to-do landowner here <clears throat> he inherited a lot and then he's pony you know he's uh, grown it from there and he turned around because a lot of what what government what business does it is, gets entwined with government because if it can manipulate government government can actually help business uh make a profit because government has all these regulations so david lonza funded another push to get a sales tax raised in in and uh, Marysville, you think, wow, what did you do that for? Because he probably don't even think he lives here. It doesn't affect him. But what it did was it, it gave him a complete in with uh, Marysville. So anyway, we got stuck with a sales tax of 1%. Everything costs 1% more when you buy it in Marysville. Then Yuba County took the lead and, uh, and passed, an Ill, in this case, an illegal sales tax. 
of 1%. And when we took it to court, the justice, uh, Su- Su- Superior Court Justice Stephen Barrier said this, uh, he invalidated the ordinance of the tax because they lied. And they, they sold it to the people as a public safety tax, but they turned around and uh, we're going to spend the money on all kinds of stuff. The ordinance didn't really guarantee that. So he invalidated it. But the, the government, uh, the supervisors, working against the people, if you ever think they're for the constituents, they're lying to you. They're never for the constituents. They're for themselves and the people that put them in office, which is their donors, their big donors. So the, the, uh, they appealed it. They hired an outside firm. They ran the entire campaign using our tax dollars, which is illegal according to the California and the United States Constitution. Then they hired an outside law firm, not using their county council. They're not smart enough. So they hired an outside uh, group, and they came in, and they fought. They took it and appealed it to a court uh, in Sacramento, and they were activist judges, corrupt judges, and they overturned uh, Stephen Barrier's uh, ruling. And so they got their keep their tax. Now Sutter County, because now they've seen Marysville and they, they've seen Yuba County. Now they're going to go for a tax. And right now uh, there's a select uh, they're, they're doing a select mailing throughout Sutter County. I've already got a copy. I don't live there, but people that listen to this podcast and radio show sent me a copy. And Sutter County, it says, has hired an independent public opinion research company. Now, here's what they do. They have a public opinion research company, and they put together a whole bunch of questions, lots of questions. They want your opinion about this and that. Well, do you feel really strongly about it or just sort of? Or are you really against the tax? And why would you be against the tax? Well, here's some arguments for it. Here's some arguments against it. And what they do by doing the survey, they find out what will motivate you to vote yes they're using their mani- it's all manipulation. It isn't an innocent way to just find out what you want and they're going to do what you want. They're they're lying. These people they you cannot trust anything they do. The minute they take their hand out of your right pocket, they got your hand in your left pocket. So they have got this research firm that's the same thing they did in uh, Yuba County and Marysville. They conduct a, sur- a survey of residents to obtain feedback on key issues facing your community. What do you think those are? Same thing I've been talking about. They say, oh, yeah, we need it for we're going to have to shut down our fire department. We're not going to be able to respond to your police calls. Uh, we're, we're not going to be able to uh, get to your 911 calls, uh, you know, even medical aids and stuff as well. And, uh, you know, we're just times are times are hard, right? Times are hard. You know, they just totally are scammers and schemers. They they are more con men. You know what a con man is, a convict, somebody that's conning you. They are they are better at conning than anybody at San Quentin or Folsom Prison. They are way ahead of that. I'm telling you, they are smooth. And they're pitching like, oh, well, we need to stop. Do you, are you interested in stopping homelessness? Oh, oh you, are you interested in better roads? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Are you interested in, in the police still having you want police or you think you can do it on your own? I mean, it is totally ridiculous. And then they give you the impression those are the things they're going to spend the money on. They turn around and they spend it on anything. And right over in Yuba County here and the city of Marysville, they, they just the city of Marysville does not look any better than they when they got that one percent tax they've just expanded all their government employees they just got more people over there it's just like white collar welfare and it's the same thing for the county so it says they've uh 
said, your input, this is actually what's written to the, the, uh, the citizens. Your input is highly valuable to Sutter County's future planning, and we encourage you to participate and contribute your opinions to this survey. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, uh, then it said, you have been randomly selected. So they didn't send it to everybody. They just sent it to some people. And uh, I'm going to, it says, please do not share the survey link with others or post it online. So I'm going to, I'm going to, it's already been posted to me. So I'm talking about it on the radio. To help collect responses representative of your community's overall population is personalized to ensure the survey will only work once and only for, you know, it's just, it's a scam, people. The whole thing's a scam. Uh, oh, they blocked me. Now they blocked me from entering the survey. Oh, these guys, they blocked me. So I'm just going to tell you what it is. They blocked me off this survey, Dirty Dogs. Uh, earlier, uh, they, I oh, I could see it. Uh, okay, here we go. This guy cut and pasted it for me. So here's what they're saying. So it says, shall an ordinance generate uh, essential services such as maintaining fire and emergency response, sheriff's patrols, wildfire response, veteran services. Oh, yeah, I've got to help those veterans. When's the last time they cared about a veteran? Come on. Providing firefighting equipment, training, repairing roads. We got some crappy roads. It doesn't matter how many times we tax Sutter County or Yuba County. The roads suck, you know. Uh, fire station said we're going to – this could prevent county fire station closure. Uh, we could, we should, we can ensure physical stability. How do, do you know how much Steve Smith, who runs the county, makes? He makes like rock star money. He makes like money that you would make being starring in a movie. He makes like three hundred thousand dollars a year, right? And and you look, do you think he's revolutionizing Sutter County? No, he's a paper pusher. The guy's a paperweight. By levying a one-cent sales tax for nine years, they're going to raise about $20 million. I'm going to be right back. We'll continue on with this for a minute or two, okay? couldn't talk about corruption in Washington without mentioning Bill and Hillary Clinton. I mean, nobody loves power and money more than these two. The dynamic duo, perhaps the most famously crooked couple in the United States. They met way back in 1971 at Yale Law School, and the rest is history, literally. These two have managed to do a lot in their 50 years in politics. Some good, some bad, but mostly ugly. And tonight, we're going through it all. The greed, the corruption, the rotten to the core Clintons. Starting with one of their biggest controversies, Whitewater. It started back in 1978, when the Clintons partnered up with another couple, James and Susan McDougall. And together they borrowed money from the bank, with a plan to turn some Arkansas mountain land into a spot with vacation homes. But the real estate opportunity flopped. Bill and Hillary lost a lot of money. And Jim McDougal went into banking. 
starting this savings and loan company called Madison Guarantee. And that's where the story gets a little more interesting. Madison Guarantee ended up being a pretty sketchy business. McDougal used it to defraud millions of dollars. And that opened up a federal investigation of all McDougal's business dealings, with Whitewater, Bill, and Hillary at the center. And the timing wasn't great for the Clintons. The investigation blew up in 1994 while Bill was in the White House. A key witness alleged that Bill pressured him into giving an illegal loan for the Whitewater deal. And according to Vox, other allegations swirled about the Clintons and Madison, including claims that McDougal used Madison funds to pay off Bill's gubernatorial campaign debts in 1985, and that Bill appointed a friendly state bank regulator to protect McDougal. A lot of sketchy spending, a lot of missing details, and a lot of corruption. Here's Bill on CBS in 97. This thing's been going on for over three years. Tens of millions of dollars have been spent. And there have been, by the way, two federal reports by independent agencies saying that what I said and what my wife said in the very beginning of this was true, that we were not involved in running the savings and loan, that we lost money on a real estate deal, and that this whole inquiry is, is going after two people who lost money on a real estate deal made uh, almost 19 years ago now. The thing about the Clintons is that they always seem to weasel their way out of trouble. So while other people went to jail for the fraud scandal, the Clintons didn't, and Bill kept running the country. Which brings me to this, Travelgate. In 1993, not long after Bill took office, he fired a handful of longtime White House employees working in the travel office. It was a pretty questionable decision. But like most things the Clintons do, there was an ulterior motive. Turns out Bill and Hillary wanted to make room for their buddies. You know, take the cronies from Little Rock and move them to D.C. Well, that raised some ethics concerns, and it didn't sit well with America. The New York Times reported back in 93 that over the course of several embarrassing days, the White House was forced to retreat, rehire five of the seven, investigate its own actions. So most of the fired employees got their jobs back, and all was well. But not really. Bill's time in the White House was just the start of the Clinton corruption. Enter the Clinton Foundation, the mother of all money schemes. They established the nonprofit in the 90s with the goal of helping others. At least that's what they told us. But it doesn't really always look that way. Back in 2015, the Federalist reported that between the years of 2011 and 2013, the Clinton Foundation spent less than 10% of its budget on charities. That's odd. So we have to wonder, where in the world did the rest of the cash go? Well, I'd like to point out what Vox once reported. At least 181 companies, individuals, and foreign governments that have given to the Clinton Foundation also lobbied the State Department when Hillary ran the place. Hmm. It sounds like the so-called charity was double-timing as the Clinton slush fund. And this wasn't the only time Bill and Crooked were accused of using their political stature to make money. In the book Clinton Cash, Peter Schweitzer writes this. Of the 13 Bill Clinton speeches that fetched a half a million or more, only two, 
occurred during the years his wife was not Secretary of State. That sounds a little odd, right? I mean, that's a lot of money for a speech. And we can't ignore the timing. These big payouts mostly occurred while Hillary was Secretary of State. Almost makes you wonder, what was really happening behind the scenes? And I'm not the only one asking questions. The pricey speeches have been raising eyebrows for a while. Hillary tried to explain it back in 2014. It has been reported you've made five million making speeches. The president's made more than a hundred million dollars. Well, if if you you have no reason to remember, but we came out of the White House not only dead broke but in debt. Uh, Bill has worked really hard, and it's been amazing to me. He's worked very hard. Do you think Americans are going to understand five times the median income in this country for one speech? Well, let me put it this way. I thought making speeches for money was a much better thing than getting connected with any one group or company, as so many people who leave public life do. Nobody's buying that. The Clintons have been and always will be all about the money. And they don't care how they get it, even if it means selling out the country. Eric Eggers was the lead investigator for Clinton Cash. I mean, I didn't even remember that $100 million for speaking engagements. That is an astounding amount of money. And while his wife was Secretary of State, a lot of that had to have been overseas, right? It was almost entirely overseas, Jesse, and that's such a great point. And you mentioned the fact that 11 of the 13 speeches that paid Bill Clinton over half a million dollars occurred while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. Put it another way, Bill Clinton leaves office and for eight years is only offered two speeches of over half a million dollars. Actually, it was exactly a half a million dollars. Then all of a sudden, Bill Clinton raises his prices, and lo and behold, the international interest in what Bill Clinton has to say spikes dramatically at the same time that Hillary is Secretary of State. And oh, by the way, as we've reported, as other people have reported, is absolutely an overlap with these international people that had business before the State Department. Don't forget that in 2010, Bill Clinton was paid a half a million dollars by Russian banks because at the same time, 20% of U.S. uranium were being transferred to Vladimir Putin, of all people, at the same time, money was going to the Clinton Foundation. So uh, there's always been an intermingling of interest, and none of it looks good. Tell us about the Clinton Foundation, because it was flying high for a while. I mean, Epstein was on the jets. Bill was going to Africa with Hollywood celebrities, and the money was pouring in Saudi Arabia, all over the place. And then all of a sudden, what happened? The money dried up. Why was that? Um, well, I think it had something to do with Hillary Clinton's presidential loss in 2016. Right. Because they went from raising over $60 million in that year to now, as Axios reported recently, donations are down 75%. So obviously, to your point, the business model for the Clintons has always relied on proximity to power. And when the Clintons don't have it, no one wants to talk to them, or certainly no one wants to give them money. And that's got to be bad for business for the Clintons. It's one of the reasons why they recently came out and said, all of a sudden, we're offering leadership classes now through Masterclass. The Clintons may not be broke, but they don't have the money coming in through the Clinton Foundation slush fund anymore, and so they're course correcting. How much now, at this point, can Hillary and, and Bill make in the speaking circuit? Because she's disgraced, to a certain extent, only she lost the election, but she's disgraced in the sense that 
you know, she's involved in this Russia hoax. I don't think that matters to many leftists that are willing to pony up money to hear crooked talk. But, you know, you have Bill Clinton uh, figured for being on Epstein Island, you know, running around in these jets. Are people still willing to pay these people? Um, unfortunately, I think absolutely. You know, it's funny, Jesse, you're having this special where you look at political families across the country, and it's kind of like in school when everyone would get a different national park and they'd have to issue a report <laughs> on it. I get to talk about Yellowstone. The Clintons are the Yellowstone of political <laughs> corruption because like the old faithful geyser, the Clinton family corruption is both historically consistent and has proven to attract paying customers from around the world. So I think that the Clintons will continue to have speaking affairs. Remember, Hillary Clinton thinks the election was stolen from her. Right. So you're, you're going to have lots of people that want to hear that story. Yeah. And Bill will always have tales to sell internationally. They, they say they're going to approximately raise $20 million. Let me tell you something. They're going to raise a lot more than $20 million. They're raising a lot more than what they projected over in Yuba County. Uh, it said, oh, this, this money cannot be taken by Sacramento. In other words, this extra 1% all stays local. So they're going to spend it on sheriff's patrols. I mentioned all these things. I'm not going to go over it again. So this is a little bit of duplication. So they ask all these questions. Oh, do you feel really strongly? Are you really? What if we said this? And what if we said this? We just say yes, yes. We just then you say yes. So then they pursue all this, uh, th this argument. Let let me go down here and get to this other, uh, this other part of this and see if I can find it here. All right, this guy knew I'd be blocked, so he actually. He printed out a lot of it. So it says about the same thing. Here's the deal, people. I, I just don't know. I, I keep saying the same thing over and over, I feel. And I don't like people to be redundant. I think, okay, 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 I got it. All I can say to you is uh, when they plead with you, I mean, we had Yuba City, Yuba City Fire. Some of their firefighters voted to shut down a fire department, one of their stations, and all the old timers, the veterans who were highly service oriented, were so steamed uh, instead of them taking a salary cut and keeping all the stations open. A couple of years ago, they cut they cut one station out, kept it dark for a while. And, and many of the old timers just simply resigned. They just took retirement and left. They said, we're not going to be a part of a fire department that is so selfish they get paid huge amounts of money instead of like postponing a raise and thinking about their response time and service to the community. They talk a big talk. They talk about service. But you look at the salaries. There's nobody in this community that is matching. I mean, unless you're a big real estate person or something. But the, if you look at the average workers in our community, there's no, no pay that's compared to government pay. And law enforcement and fire are making a big plenty. Now, when they say, oh, well, what about compared to San Francisco? What about compared to L.A.? What about compared to Sacramento? What about compared to over here? Well, we could drive an hour away and make another $1,000 a month. You know what I say? Don't let the door hit you in the rear end, partner. I, I, would, I would cut those departments totally in half and put up with some crime. I would arm everybody in this community. I'd say, listen, go get yourself a gun. 
We're going to cut down. We're going to cut this fire. We're going to cut the sheriff's department, police departments in half. And baby, you're going to have to do, you're going to have to help us. So you spend a few hundred dollars on a gun. We're going to do training and, and, uh, they'll stop people coming in your house. Ain't going to be nobody coming in your house. If, if, the, if we tell all the burglars and all the home invasions and all stupid people, everybody's armed. If you're going in, that may be the last time you have a fun time. Right. And listen, people. At some time, at some point, the citizens got to put a line in the sand and say, no more, no more, right? Figure out how to cut it. Steve Smith, go get yourself another job. I'm sure somebody would love to pay $300,000. We don't want to pay you. We don't think you're worth that. But you may be the nicest guy in the world. Your family may be nice, all that kind of stuff. You may keep your landscape really nice over in the community. But you're not worth $300,000. Either is Dr. Lou worth three hundred? dollars Everybody's making $300,000, $250,000. The head of, the, you know something? The founding fathers were totally against giving out welfare. They did not believe the, found, the, the federal government or government, particularly the federal government, should get be involved in charity. And you know that more than half of all the money that is distributed by the U.S. government is some sort of charity, whether it's given to us. Our, our welfare or welfare for foreign countries. And do you, do you understand that go in on transparent California and, and put in Sutter County and they'll have the 2020 salaries, transparentcalifornia.org If you have a computer, transparentcalifornia.org then look up, go down and click on counties, then go over to counties and put in Sutter and click on it. Then go down and start looking at the salaries that people are being made uh, earning and look at the uh, health and human services. I think the head of health and human services, they is getting like about a quarter of a million dollars or at least over 200,000. In fact, they just hired a gal the other uh, a, a week or two ago and they didn't give her the top spot yet, but they hired her in about $186,000 plus benefits. Right. And then they gave her uh 20. They, they jacked up her a vacation to 20 days a year. That's her starting out vacation. She hadn't worked a day yet. How much is 20 days of vacation? Well, five days a week you go to work, right? And if you have a four-week month, that's a month. So that means over the first year of making $180,000 plus benefits, probably push it up to two, 200000 she's not even going to be there one out of every 12 days, working days. She's only going to be there 11 months out of the year. Is that amazing? I'm telling you, get, just look at, be, be smart. Put on your smart hat and look at those salaries. We got psychiatrists. You know, has anyone in the community, please text me. My number is 530-713-1838. My, my email is lou at nohostagesradio.com. Please text or email me if you have a great story of somebody in that health in that in mental health department saving your kid's life or your family's life. You think you've got good service over there. I have, I've lived here all my life. I only hear bad stuff about that mental health, right? Anecdotal. I haven't surveyed everybody. Do you know how much some of those psychiatrists are making? And you say, well, they're really smart people. Go out and try to make that kind of money in the private sector. They do not make four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand in the private sector, or two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand. 
We got a psychiatric nurse, okay? Tough job, maybe. I think she's making $180,000 for a psychiatric nurse. I just don't think they're worth it. Are they, are, is it important to have a nurse? I think nurses are wonderful people. I have many friends that are nurses. They're hardworking. They're good people. They're smart people. And they got a lot of training. Do I think they're worth $180,000? No, I don't. $200,000? Psychiatrist? And, and what are they doing? Talking to people? Prescribing them meds that killing people? Causing them to go shoot up schools? Think about it, people. Don't buy the baloney. Go out, register to vote, and vote against this tax. You know, the only way they're gonna, you're going to shrink this government is to vote against them taking more money from you. They cannot print money in Sutter County or Yuba County or your county if you're listening from some outer Slombodia in America. They cannot print money down there. you got to stand up and say, ain't going to get no money from me. You guys take extra salaries and operate more efficiently. They not, I'm telling you people, they're not in the office very much. And I'll tell you a story. I think I started telling this last week. So I get a call because I have some homeless people that need help. And, uh, and I'm a message phone for them for their medical needs, for doctors calling them, and for, uh, for if they're connected to the health department or whatever. So I get a call from Yuba County Health. Right. And they said, we need to talk to this guy. They mentioned his name. I said, he's not here. Explain the story. He's he's homeless. He's got one and a half legs and he's in a wheelchair and he's living behind toters, dumpsters. And uh, I said, uh, I, I knew not to ask her why, because I, it's confidential. Right. So I said, listen, the guy's doing heroin. Uh, I got to go track him down when I need him to take him to an appointment. Do you need need to talk to him? Yeah, we really need to talk to him. I said, fine. So I said, I, I can't go tomorrow, but I'll drive on Friday. I will find him on Friday. I told the lady this. Now, she didn't, if she wasn't going to be in the office or something, she, she had to say, hey, listen, call me. Do it at this time of the day. I would have done whatever she asked me to do. I said, I'm going to go Friday, midday. And so I spent, I spent over an hour talking to homeless people in different homeless haunts around Yuba City, and I finally found my man. So I had a phone. He didn't have a phone. So I have my phone, and I called the number the lady gave me. I had her name, and I called her first name, and I called the number, and I got the Yuba, Yuba, Sutter, Yuba County Health and Human Services, right? And the gal was nice to me, and she sent me to the voicemail. She had no idea where that gal was there. Maybe she knew she wasn't. She put me to the voicemail, and the voicemail didn't click in, you know, where it has beep, and then you start talking. Uh, so I called her back a second time. She said, Oh, I'll check. Anyway, the second time she sent me, I got the voicemail again and this time it worked. So I left a voicemail, but then I called her back. I said, listen, I don't need a voicemail. I need to talk to a live person. Is there anybody, a living person in the office at noon on Friday? And she chuckled. She said, Oh, they're all having lunch. I'm sure. I, I said, well, here's what I'm doing for sure. I'm standing on the side of the street with the homeless guy it's very hot out here. It's about 90 degrees. And he is sitting out here. I'm standing out here. And we're trying to connect him with you because you called me and asked me to do this stuff. And, they, and I said, can you just take my number and talk to somebody over there and call me back and, and I'll put this guy on the phone. 
So no one called Friday. No one called Monday. No one called Tuesday. No one called Wednesday. Today it's Thursday. It's Thursday evening. No one called Thursday. So no one called the last five days. I had my phone on. I answer every one of my calls. Nobody called. So anyway, that day, let me finish out the story. And I think I know why they were calling. Because they didn't do this. They, they Normally, if people get an STD, a sexually transmitted disease, now they call them infections. If they find somebody that needs to be treated and they treat them, then they ask who the partner is and they confidentially reach out to the partner to see if they could treat the partner. And if the partner had other partners, they treat everybody to stop sexually transmitted diseases because they're a lot more dangerous than COVID. And during COVID, they quit following up on sexually transmitted diseases. So I asked my friend, he said, oh, yeah, I had to go to the hospital. The other, I said, oh, I heard you had to go to the hospital. I said, did you overdose? Because he uses fentanyl. He said, no. He said, uh, my nuts got really big. And he said, I, I freaked out and I called an ambulance, took me to the hospital. I spent a half day in the hospital and they shot me full of s- stuff. And I said, well, what was wrong? He said, oh, I had chlamydia, sexually transmitted infection. So probably the health department's trying to find out the name of his partner, right? So they can go help her. Good idea, right? We're paying those people to sit in those air conditioning offices. Why didn't they get off their butts and ask me, where can we go find this guy? And what's he look like? I would have told them. And if they would have followed my directions and asked questions of homeless people, but they don't want to do the dirty work. I did the dirty work for them. And they didn't have the courtesy to call me back. They probably figured out because I wasn't playing around with them that they shouldn't even bother with me because I've been after Dr. Lou because she's not doing her job either. She's a, she's a faker. She's a poser. You ever had somebody in your employment that just performed and they didn't really ever do anything. So they quit calling me back. Who loses on that deal? We got a person that they got, they shot him probably full of some kind of antibiotic, right? And it may have stopped it and may, may have not stopped it. Do you think he's going to f- do follow-up visits at the hospital in a, in a wheelchair with one and a half legs loaded on heroin? Hell no. Do you think they care? Hell no. They don't care. They, they don't care. They just sit on their fat asses and just collect the money and push paper. You think they really cared? They'd have been out there. They would have, that gal would have called somebody and said, Hey, we got this dude. And so I won't mention the lady's name. Maybe she was sick that day and then didn't come in. I don't know. The, the point is we had a guy that they needed to talk to, to find out all the connections to stop chlamydia. And they never even had the courtesy after they got me to drive all over town in the afternoon last Friday. They didn't have the courtesy to call me back. Nobody to call me back. So screw you over there, Yuba County. You got my voicemail, and whoever got that voicemail and didn't have the courtesy to call it back and say, you know, we don't want to work with you. We, we're sorry to bother you. We don't, we, we'll do it ourselves. I said, great, no problem. That's your job, right? I'm willing to help, but really it's your job. That's what you're getting paid for. In fact, if you drop dead after enough years, uh, or, or if you if you quit after a number of years, we're going to pay you until you're like 150 years of age. That's how much we pay these people. We pay them. If you, if you agree to work for the county, we will pay you from the time you start 
to the time you quit breathing on this earth. Is that crazy or what? We guarantee you a salary. We guarantee all these people in California a salary. We, it's a guaranteed salary. It's not like, well, this is your investment, and if the investments work out, then uh, you should have somebody, some money left, like the way I, I had to invest my own money. And if I did well, and if my investors work out well, then I'll have a certain amount of money. But we don't do that with government employees. We guarantee them a salary while they work, and we guarantee them a salary throughout their entire existence on this earth. It is the craziest, most wasteful, stupid system. People that are earning $10,000 a month, $20,000 a month, do you think they need that when they're 85? Please, people. This is so, it's evil. It's so inequitable for the taxpayers. The Bible calls it evil. Evil. It's sinful to take advantage of people like this. And that's these, these Sutter County people are now going to go and lie, 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 cry, 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 cry. We're going to have to shut that whole fire department. And, and I, I, you know, I, I, I'm making two or $300,000. Old, old Dan, the criminal floor is like, I, I sold a, I sold my school. I sold a, my school that was going broke to the Sutter County and made hundreds of thousands of dollars on that. And, and, you know, then I tried to get free loans from the government and I got two or three jobs paying me from the government, but man, I'm only getting $60,000 for this like job. It's like takes twice my time. It's like, man, I, I don't know whether I'm going to make it or not. Well, going to make, make my house payment this month. Come on, people. These people are the big, listen, the criminals in Sutter County jail cannot keep up with the Sutter County supervisors. They are scammers all the way. Same on the Yuba County side. The criminals do not have it. They just aren't as smooth. They don't have the skills as these supervisors. They are ripping you a new one all the way down the line. All right. So uh, let's see. we got a couple minutes here. Let me jump over here and, and uh, get back to where I was. I want to mention a, a new company that uh, I want to – a couple companies. Oh, I'm going to look something else up. Okay. Uh, this is Israel Garcia, the first one, Israel Garcia, and he's running. Uh, he's been here for years. His parents have been here for years, raised a bunch of kids. He was raised in the Marisol school system. His sisters were. Their local folks are salt-of-the-earth people. And he has an excavator and backhoe service. He calls it Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. And they're running, they, they'll work all over Northern California, but he's, his uh, base is in uh, Loma Rica. And uh, you can reach him at 530-300-6010, 530-300-6010. I think you can probably text that number as well. And so they'll do like fire breaks, ponds, septic systems, footings, for houses or barns or whatever, ditches, clean out ditches, put in roads, culverts, risers. They'll get it on. And uh, you know what I like about him? He's he's a Marine veteran, uh, served the country, and didn't just like, uh, wasn't just stationed in some vacation spot. He saw conflict in Afghanistan, Iraq maybe, uh, but in either one or the other or both. And uh, saw conflict, served our country proudly for four years, then came back and tried to settle in and find himself a career. It was not easy. And uh, I've, I've known him for a number of years, but he's a great guy, hard worker, honest person, and will do you right. So give him a shout, Izzy, and that's 530 530- 
800-360-10. Also, uh, let's see. Let me mention All Power Services. Those guys, are they, they're expanding uh, their number of employees. And uh, they're at 530-844-0347. So if you've got anything that needs fixed, any kind of equipment, any power equipment, uh, if you need welding done, um, things fabricated, they these guys got it going on. So all kinds of power equipment from the littlest thing like the weed eater, the chainsaws, all the way up to a big rig with the bottom dump. Uh, with fleet, they'll do fleet vehicles, bring all your vehicles in, schedule them in, they'll fix them up, tune them up. Uh, get everything working right, tighten them up, and get them back out on the road for you. These guys do not collect problems. They take problems and put them back on the road and give them back to you. They're at 1469 Stewart Road. Uh, they're in Yuba City right off Highway 99. You can reach them by email if you care to use that at allpower1469 at gmail.com. That number, I gave you the phone number. You can text it. It's uh, 530-844-0347. Will Fanning, Josh James are the two principal guys. We're going to be right back. We're just finishing uh, the first half of our show. we got three more segments to go. Lots of material. Okay. People ever forget one thing. The man that helped Jesus carry that cross was a black man. And don't ever forget another thing. Jesus belongs to Africa as much as he does to Europe and Asia. He was born in that part of the world that touches Africa and Asia and Europe. And Jesus was not a white man like me nor was he as black as some of you we don't know what the color of his skin but it must have been a dark color like the people of his day because he was a man like them don't ever say it's a white man's religion or a black man's religion it's a world religion he belongs to the world it's interesting how these biden voters will call me a sellout because i didn't vote for him so Biden just sold our oil reserves to a Chinese-owned company who, surprise, surprise, has connections with Hunter Biden. Who's the sellout? CERN is an acronym that translates to European Council for Nuclear Research, but has since moved on to studying particle physics. And even though they invented the internet in 1989, they are most famous for their 666 logo, a video of a woman being ritually sacrificed on CERN grounds at the altar of Shiva, the Hindu god of destruction, and for potentially destroying the universe. Multiple lawsuits have been filed to stop CERN's particle collider in fear that it could destroy the Earth, which revealed to the public that CERN is a sovereign entity outside the jurisdiction of the courts so they can do whatever they want. What is it that they're doing? It has to do with high-velocity counter-rotational spin, which was first documented in Nazi Germany's most secret program, Die Glock, the Bell. 
According to surviving documents, the bell was somehow affecting time and space. The most distinctive aspect of the bell was high-velocity counter-rotational spin, also known as torsion physics. Many are concerned that CERN is attempting to open a portal into another dimension that will allow demonic entities to enter ours. This was blatantly portrayed six years ago in a pagan ritual to celebrate the opening of the Gothard Tunnel, just east of CERN. The dimension they would be attempting to open is already somewhat accessible. Do you hear voices in your head? If you do, then you likely know it's best to keep that to yourself, because a doctor will tell you that you're a schizophrenic. Modern psychiatry calls these voices auditory hallucinations, and even though a whopping 1% of the world's population suffers from schizophrenia, there isn't much research. But after 30 years of working closely with the criminally insane, Jerry Marzinski has noticed that the voices talking to these schizophrenics are all saying the same things. There is a distinct, predictable pattern. The voices are exclusively generating negative emotion, leaving the patient physically and emotionally drained. The voices are always pulling a person away from God or anything positive. The voices are always a call to action, instructing the person to either hurt themselves or hurt someone else, which is probably why the voices always rebel against the drugs that are prescribed for schizophrenia. These drugs make a person comatose, and the voices want you to do things. Marzinski believes that schizophrenics are being attacked by non-physical entities that he calls energy parasites, because they feed off of negative energy. And in practically every case, the victim has experienced severe trauma, usually sexual trauma, which explains why the voices tell people to traumatize others. These demons want more victims. According to the ancient Gnostics, who referred to these entities as archons, they are destructive, sadistic beings who control the earth via the thoughts of humans voices in the head. This explains the rampant pedophilia we are seeing today and the incestuous inbreeding of royal bloodlines. These energy parasites need traumatized people to feed upon. Perhaps some of the thoughts in our own mind are not our own. Most schizophrenics claim that this is the case, but are told by doctors that they are crazy. Doctors who only give them lobotomies, electroshock, and drugs. And Marzinski has only seen schizophrenics recover once they start seeing these voices as an external entity. They then realize that they can actually resist them, and the voices go away. And so, while CERN is a great mystery and a concern, the demons from another dimension may already be here, in our thoughts. So it's a good thing we all have free will. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Your everlasting summer, you can see it fading fast. So you grab a piece of something that you think is gonna last. Well, you wouldn't even know a diamond if you held it in your hand. The things you think are precious, I can't understand. Are you reeling in the east? Stowing away the time. Are you gathering at the All right. <clears throat>
got a little phlegm in my throat. I ate some great Chinese food. It's late, and I got late starting, so I didn't have time to cook. So I went next door to the Dragon Inn. Got me some Kung Pao chicken and uh, some pork chow mein and an egg roll. And mm, so awesome. Thank you, Jesus, for Chinese people. They know how to sling it. Uh, okay, I wanted to mention uh, a, a Facebook site that we started out using to fight Major K, and we did so well on that, and uh, we won, but they cheated us, just like they cheated us on the last Trump election, right? I want to talk a minute about that in a minute. So anyway, uh, the since Major K... Uh, we didn't want to keep doing a Facebook site called Major K, so we changed it, or they changed it. I, I'm really not in charge of the site, but I like it, and I contribute to it when I can. And the name of the site is Everything Yuba County. Now, so you know the media isn't reporting hardly anything anymore, right? Because they down, you know, people are just, there's no money in newspapers anymore, right? And newspaper, newspapers did serve a value, very valuable service of information distribution, but... If people aren't reading them, uh, that's not doing you any good. So uh, I, I support the Territorial Dispatch. They run my articles. And I think that's a good newspaper. It's a weekly. And they actually advertise uh, my, my radio show. And it's territorialdispatch.com if you want to read it online that you don't have to pay a nickel. Or you could subscribe to it if you wish, if you want a hard copy. But uh, the reason I bring bring it up is that... the. Everything Yuba County is is putting things on that Facebook site. This is a Facebook site uh, that are pertinent to you, the taxpayer. And so right now they're posting the supervisor's uh, minutes or the uh, the agenda, actually. And uh, they're actually posting uh, they posted some salaries recently of people. So they're posting a lot of things that are relevant to you in Yuba County. And uh, so if you want to keep up on that, or you can actually follow the site, and, and then when they post something, it will come over to your site if you have Facebook, for instance. So just go to Facebook, Everything Yuba County, check that out. And then also, I mentioned earlier, Live with Lou, that's L-I-V-E, like Live with Lou, but Live with Lou. And, and you can read my articles over there and also listen to the podcast. So in a minute, i got to find where my... My friends, my firefighter friends, I, I can't see where uh, I had their address and stuff, and I can't see where it is. I wanted to pitch them because San Francisco fired him as a firefighter because he wouldn't take the vaccine. And now he and his family have started a junk business, removing, cleaning up properties and hauling all the garbage and the junk off to uh, Im- improve or better the uh, – the, the world one property at a time but i'll have to look up the phone number and everything i can't find it on my notes from last week all goofed up here sorry so uh let me mention one more uh alan's auto body and that's the guys that work on my car the uh it's alan's because Ke- uh the clarks kevin clark and his wife carrie kevin worked for the alan auto body for years and years and years and years and when they decided to retire alan he bought Allen's Auto Body, and they kept the same name. So it's a tea garden at Sutter. It's bright yellow, canary yellow. You can't miss it. The cool thing about them, they're very nice. They're very attentive. They, they're very uh, cordial, honest, 
and they do a beautiful job. In fact, I saw him the other day at 4th of July, and he said, man, that's, that turned out really nice, didn't it? I said, brand new, looks brand new. And uh, so you can reach them at 530-671-1057, 671-1057, downtown, right there along the levee on Sutter Street at Teagarden. Very easy to find, easy parking, really easy. So uh, check them out, and uh, I think you'll be really happy if you let them fix your car. Everybody gets in a car wreck now and again. I've had a bunch of car wrecks myself. And so anyhow, uh, let me just get down here. Uh, AAA says, this this kind of stuff cracks me up. AAA, you know, the insurance company, they always say, well, this is the way to drive. You know, this is a way to save money. This is a way to get more gas mileage. So they say, AAA, this guy wrote this meme, AAA says properly inflated tires can save drivers $0.08 per mile. And this guy said, I say a properly cast vote can save drivers $3 a gallon. Come on, baby. That's where I'm at. Didn't that make sense to you? How about this Irish advice? You know some Irish people? I know some. Uh, I had a guy in, in line with me the other day by, at Food Max, and he was had big red hair. And it was Maybe it was Memorial Day or I don't know it was before. Anyway, it was a special holiday, and he had some special beers, uh, He was and he was stacking them on the, the deal right behind me. And I, I'd never seen that. I don't drink alcohol, so... Uh, I was asking him, I said, what's that like? And what's this like? He was telling me. And so anyway, he said something about being Irish <laughs> and I gave him a hard time. I said, you, are you just po- a poser? <laughs> are you serious? He said, no, man, I'm a legit, I'm a legit. I, he look Irish. I was just giving him a hard time. Anyway, this is Irish advice and this little leprechaun looking dude. And it says, never approach a bull from this, never approach a bull from the front or a horse from the rear. And finally, it said, or an idiot from any direction. I like that advice, right? So uh, that just I'm just keeping you on your toes. So things you can take away. Now, this is really cool. And I, this is a bit of Yuba County history, okay? So there, there's a plaque, and i got to figure out where it is. You know, you, have you ever heard of Soper Wheeler, S-O-P-E-R hyphen Wheeler Company up in, they were famous. So, so you don't hear so much about them now, but they were a huge logging operation in Yuba County. And throughout the Sierra Nevada, I think, but we knew about him from Yuba County. And uh, so one day, uh, just a side note, one day they had an accident up there that trauma intervention had to go up, and it was a logging accident that were involved. Logging is very dangerous. Did you know that more loggers die each year than firefighters? Just thought I'd bring that up, just put a perspective. There's other jobs that are really dangerous as well as firefighting, you know. Uh, I was a chaplain for firefighters, so I don't have anything against them. I think they do a great job. But, uh, you know, it's a little overbuild. Like, so so more, uh, more guys die in a lot of other jobs than firefighting. So Soper Wheeler Company uh, was a wonderful company, and they were um, environmentally conscious. So it's, there's this plaque up there that says, This site is don't, dedicated to William H. Bill Holmes, uh, who served Soper Wheeler Company for 60 years as a forester, president, and director. Under Bill's leadership, innovative forestry practices, and business acumen, the company became the oldest, listen to this, this is Yuba County, the oldest privately held timber company in the state of California. It was with deep appreciation that we dedicate this area to Bill and commemorate his devotion to private property rights and individual liberty. Now here's, this is, this is an American talking. Listen to this. This is Bill Holmes in August 7, 
2004. He said, it is insanely absurd that a private tree farmer is required to get the permission of a socialist state to harvest his own crop and to reduce the fire hazard on his own land. Now, that is posted up there somewhere in the Yuba County Forest area. Probably they have Sopra Wheeler headquarters up there still. So it says, in 1944, William Bill Holmes was hired by Sopra Wheeler. He just graduated from Yale with a degree in forest management. And and he would have eventually observe just what I said. It is insanely absurd that a private tree farmer is required to get the permission of a socialist state to harvest his own crop or to reduce the fire hazard on his own land. Uh, it says, sadly, this guy that wrote this, it says, sadly, more laws passed. Don't cut the dead trees, save the dead trees for the beetles, and then save the dying trees from the habitat. Certain environmentalists wanted this and got these laws passed, and the dead trees crumbled all over the forest floors for years, creating massive amounts of fuel for fires. Dying trees left in the forest are the ones that catch fire the easiest. What happens to our forests then? Animals, trees, towns, and beetles all burn up. Even people burn up. Be careful who and what you vote for. Voting matters. My grandfather retired from Sopra Wheeler and my father had a small logging business. I will say it again. Voting matters and who you vote for matters. And uh, so that is uh, Sopra Wheeler. And there's a guy I think that I know that wrote that and I can't recall his name and it probably wouldn't mean anything to you. But he he lives on a piece of property way up in Yuba County foothills and he carries a shotgun. He's in his 80s. He carries a shotgun in the front seat like we all used to in Yuba County. He carries a loaded shotgun in the front seat of his car. He didn't care about a permit. And that's what I don't either. And uh, but he still lives up there on his own. This is a story says grandma on the stand. I like these kind of things. Lawyers think they're, they're lawyers are so arrogant. Unbelievable. Lawyers should never ask a, a Georgia grandma a question if they aren't prepared for the answer. In a trial, a southern small-town prosecuting attorney called his first witness, a grandmotherly elderly woman, to the stand. He approached her and said, Mrs. Jones, do you know me? She responded, why, yes, I do know you, Mr. Williams. I've known you since you were a boy, and frankly, you've been a big disappointment to me. You lie, you cheat on your wife, and you manipulate people and talk about them behind their backs. You think you're a big shot when you haven't the brains to realize you'll never amount to anything more than a two-bit paper pusher. Yes, I know you. <laughs> Can you imagine asking somebody that and they go off on you like, this is hilarious. The lawyer was stunned, not knowing what else to do. So he pointed across the room and asked Mrs. Jones, do you know the defense attorney over there? She said, yep. I've known Mr. Bradley since he was a youngster, too. He's lazy, bigoted. He has a drinking problem. He, can, he can't build a normal relationship with anyone, and his law practice is one of the worst in the entire state, not to mention he cheated on his wife with three different women. One of them was your wife. Yes, I know him. <laughs> the defense attorney nearly dropped dead. The judge asked both counselors to approach the bench and in a very quiet voice said, if either of you idiots ask her if she knows me, I'll send you both to the electric chair. <clears throat> now, that's funny, right? That's funny. But I'm telling you, I have someone that I've been helping 
that's been going through. She's a victim of a nut nutcase that held a gun to her head and beat her up and did all kinds of things. It ruined her car. And I had been following the case, although I haven't gone over to the trial or anything. But I've, I've, I've tried to coach her a little bit because, you know, victims do not go to school to know how to be a victim. Do you know that? People that are uh, that go into the judicial system, you ever go to court, have to go to court, you have no idea what they're doing in there, right? Nobody tells you what they're doing. They're supposed to. Did you know that there's legislation in the state of California back in the 1960s and 70s and 80s? They created a thing called Victims Witness, now changed the name to Victim Services. And they were mandated by legislation. We're talking about laws here. That they were supposed to take the hand of victims and brief victims and make sure victims knew what were going what was going on and that new victims have a right had a right to be in the courtroom, to confront their, their uh, perpetrator, to get uh, some of their bills paid if they had personal damages, right? And get uh, retro, you know, uh, restitution payments from uh, the perpetrator. Lots of, lot, they, they, they call it Marcy's Bill of Rights. Mar- look it up at, you know, do a search on it, DuckDuckGo, do, do a search. And look at Marcy's Bill of Rights. It's mandated that all the people in the system give copies of Marcy's Bill of Rights to the victim. That would be victim services, the district attorney's office, the sheriff's office, the police department, da 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 This gal claims nobody in that entire system in Yuba County gave her or briefed her or followed up on Marcy's Bill of Rights, nor gave her a chance to discuss with them at the DA's office them taking a big plea garden bargain, which discounted 15 out of 17 charges or something like that. So when I read something like that, where this grandmother goes off on these people that think their, their shit doesn't stink as the old saying goes, I like it because they act like that and don't do their job. I think, come on, come on, come on. You're making 150, $200,000 a year. Can't you just do a super stellar blow people's minds? How much, how wonderful you take care of them. Can't you just do that? Can't you do a job so good that if in the private sector, people would never want to go to another attorney or another victim services person other than you, they would just say, no, I am never going to go anywhere else. That dude took care of me. That lady took care of me. That's how it is in the private sector. People keep going back to the same restaurant, same places. What? Because do you think that if you went to a restaurant a couple of times and they constantly got your order wrong, they told you one thing and it was another, they misquoted on the price. They said, they're going to bring you a Coke. They brought you a Pepsi. You know, they were, they were going to bring a milk for your kid. They forgot the milk until the thing was off. Do you think you would go back? You would not go back, but we're stuck with a government system that constantly underperforms, constantly. I just We just took one of my Afghan refugee friends to Adventist Hospital. She's having all kinds of pain, probably has a cyst on her ovaries or something, you know. Took her over there. Young girl, just a young, very, very young girl. She's an adult, but barely. Wait, 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 right? And she only speaks Farsi. 
So they do all the tests they're going to test, right? They take the fluids. And they test the blood and they test something else and they test the pee. All the tests come back and I, I'm following up on it because I may have to go over there and sit in on it because the other lady I had going over there to do this, be with her, right? She's a young girl in a foreign country, for goodness sakes. Do you think that makes a difference to Adventist Health? It does not make any difference. The nurse loses her urine and she sits there for hours waiting for the tests and the urine is sitting on some counter somewhere. All the other tests are done. And if, if it wasn't for my friend that's a real advocate, and has run an agency here locally, a private agency. She would have been there right now, been there night and day, night and day. She would have needed a shave after a while. She'd been there so long. What's the matter with people? What is the matter with people? And then it's always everybody else's fault. You can't do Marcy's law. You can't, you do a plea deal and you, you tell the judge you did a plea. You, you told her about the, the victim about the plea deal. You did not tell him about the plea deal. You lied to the judge. The district attorney's office lied to the judge, for God's sake. Do you have any confidence in people when they f- leave your urine sitting there and don't turn it into the lab? Hours go by. What do you think the person's doing sitting there waiting for a job? Yeah, I know things are busy. So you lie, you, people lie in the probation deport, report about this case. It's just like, come on, people. Is, that's the best we can do? That really, it's the very best we can do? I am just tired of it. Super tired of it. Just do your job. You're going to like plea down and drop 15 out of 16 or 14 out of 17 Charges against this dude? You know what I'm waiting for when he gets out in September? I can't wait for the day he takes down another woman. He's been violating women left and right. And then I'm going to start writing and I'm going to talk about it in the media that they let this guy out and he's abusing other women again because they're not keeping track of him. Just let him out, just like all the way up and down the state. We think, oh, we're more conservative here. Oh, yeah, our DA is a lot tougher. Yeah, they are tougher. I think they are tougher. They're still super weak. Super. Guys are getting away with murder, literally. It's ridiculous. Guys are getting off super lenient. This guy should not be out in a month or two. It's ridiculous. And you know what's really ridiculous? What really troubles me is I've I've worked around victims for many, many years. Victims simply are so discombobulated, traumatized, and the DA is not traumatized. The deputy DA is not traumatized. The, the, the victim services person not traumatized. They forget what, maybe they've never had any trauma in their own life. Maybe they need to have a gun held to their head. Maybe they need to have the, the person crank off around and it not go off in their head and let them crap their pants. I remember one gal out in the, uh, that Jiffy Market or whatever it is on 22nd Street was held in the back room, and the guy put a, bun, a gun to the back of her head, got her, had, got her down on her knees, and, and was ready to squeeze off, and she pleaded for her life. She had three little kids, and she pooped her pants and peed. And the last I heard from her, she could not control her, her bowel movement. She was so traumatized. Even when the guy was gone and she was on her own, it totally screwed her up mentally. 
We need that to happen to some of the people that work for government so they can, like, have some compassion. We'll be right back. Despite all the massive hardships thrown his way throughout the year, Novak Djokovic triumphed yesterday to claim his seventh Wimbledon title, a stunning achievement. But now attention has quickly turned to the US Open, where Djokovic will be banned from competing because he made a personal choice not to take the vaccine. What an outrage that Americans will be denied the opportunity to witness a living legend of the game, merely because of the punitive political agenda of the Biden administration. I'm not vaccinated and I'm not planning to get vaccinated. The same administration that bitterly complained about the Supreme Court supposedly jeopardizing bodily autonomy, while still refusing to change a draconian policy that does precisely that. Is this about genuine health concerns or is it about making an example out of Djokovic? Case in point, unvaccinated US tennis players such as Tennis Sangram will be allowed to compete at Flushing Meadows on the basis of them being American citizens. But Djokovic and other unvaccinated players flying into the country will be banned Makes zero sense. And that's no slight against Sandgren, by the way, who has staunchly defended Djokovic at every step of the way. No surprise the government hasn't changed its archaic policy. I can play, but he can't. Ridiculous. Another tennis legend, John McEnroe, has also called out the utter stupidity behind Djokovic being banned. These politicians are getting in the way too much, McEnroe said. They did it in Australia. Let's let the guy come in and play in the US. I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. Despite Djokovic winning Wimbledon, he was denied the ranking points because of another stupid decision. That being Wimbledon's blanket ban of Russian players, which led to the ATP rightly stripping them of those ranking points. This year's women's Wimbledon champion, Elena Rybikina, born in Russia, changed her nationality to Kazakhstan. Maybe Djokovic can just identify as being vaccinated. Good things can happen if you're a powerful member of Congress. Nancy Pelosi and her husband were offered and accepted an insider's opportunity to invest in a credit card company. Did you consider that to be a conflict of interest? I I don't know what your point is of your question. For example, uh, insider trading on the stock market. If you are a member of Congress, uh, those laws are deemed not to apply. So congressmen get a pass on insider trading. They do. On Wednesday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi shot down the idea that lawmakers should be banned or limited from trading individual stocks. Nearly 50 lawmakers, both Republicans and Democrats, and nearly 200 of their staffers have repeatedly violated the Stock Act with almost no consequences. Do you think it's all right to accept uh, a very preferential and favorable stock deal? Is there some point that you want to make? How is this even remotely legal? Good morning, and thank you so much for joining us on Morning Update from the mainstream media. Oh, it is gorgeous outside. Ken, have you been outside? It is so beautiful. It is. It is gorgeous out there, Stacy. <laughs> 
Many Americans are waking up this morning to the news that inflation has hit 9.1%. And that is great news. I mean, it, it really is great news. It is great news, Ken. In fact, when I woke up this morning, I was expecting it to be a lot higher than 9.1%. So I was like, yes, yes, we are winning. Oh my goodness. The economy is booming right now. We are flourishing and prospering. And it's just, oh, thank you, Biden, right? <laughs> he is doing such a great job. Yes, he is just working so hard for the American people. In other news, gas prices are plummeting. They have gone down about five cents nationwide. I don't know what I'm gonna do with all that extra change. I, do, I don't. <laughs> Me either, Stacy. Me either. Now it is being reported that interest rates may rise again, making it more difficult to buy a home. But difficulty is a good thing. It is such a good thing. It makes you stronger. It does make you stronger. Now, it is being reported that the crisis on our southern border is continuing with thousands and thousands of migrants crossing our southern border weekly. That is just wonderful news. More friends coming over. Just more friends. Oh, yes, Ken, new friends, new friends. And I know some of the people that have been apprehended at the southern border have been terrorists and human traffickers and sex traffickers, and they've confiscated a lot of fentanyl. But I just know that every single person crossing that southern border has good intentions. I just know in my heart. Well, that's all for us on Morning Update from the mainstream media. Thanks for joining. Is it extreme and an effort to intimidate the court when left-wing groups pay people who tell them where a Supreme Court justice is having dinner with his family? Is that extreme? Yes. Is it extreme when the court, for the first time in history, someone in the court leaks a draft opinion? Is that extreme and an effort to intimidate the court? Yes. Is it extreme when, in an effort to intimidate the court when the Speaker of the House holds up a bill for four weeks designed to protect, giving protection to a Supreme Court justice's family who've had their kids' school put online? Is that extreme? Yes. Is it extreme? Is it extreme then when the Justice Department, key agency in the executive branch, fails to prosecute protesters Ignoring a statute that's directly on point when they're protesting at Supreme Court Justice's home in an effort to intimidate them and influence a decision, a, a case pending in front of the court. Is that extreme in an effort to intimidate the court? Yes. How about the 50? 50 incidents of, of in 10 weeks of crisis pregnancy centers and churches being attacked by left-wing activists, is that extreme and an effort to intimidate pro-life Americans around the country? Yes. Give us a lecture on extreme. You gotta be kidding me. Your boy just walked in. All right, man. I wish I could. Uh, I need to find my my 
friends hauling trash. Might not be able to do it till the radio show. Well, I'm going to give you a little shout out to some of these other people. We we got some great people. You know, I started out just doing this on my own. Couple people helping. I'm going to mention Monty Hecker uh, with Elite Universal Security. That guy is busy, busy, busy. He's looking. If you want to go to work, some people are saying to me, "Hey, I'm looking for a part time job." I say, "You got to go to work for Monty out of Elite Universal Security. He's located in Yuba County, but they're working all over in the counties of Northern California." They may have stuff going on in your county, maybe up in Butte County or Nevada County or Shasta County. All kinds of guard work. They work for government. They work for private business. They work for farmers, industrial operations, you know, trying to keep people from stealing them blind. People just hauling off everything. My People have been stealing out of American propane, that gas place on Sutter Street. They don't care. They just let them. We, we keep reporting it over there. They just, I don't know whether somebody on the inside of that propane operation is is making something on the side on this deal. But the uh, Universal Security can stop that. And if you give them a call at, uh, let me get it, get up here. My screen's not showing it, correct? 530-749-0280. 530-749-0280. And they will help you uh, either put you to work, they'll train you, or they will take a job if you've got problems. They will help solve those problems and uh, give you a remedy. Also, I just saw Dave and Leslie Greenis were heading down the road. They always take these selfies going down the road. I think, is that illegal to do that? Or maybe you're just sitting there and you're taking it and it looks like you're going down the road. Anyway, they're on a vacay. And I said, how's, how's a guy run a business like he's got a big old business remodeling all these kitchens and baths and he's just going to go to New Jersey or something like lay on the beach? So uh, anyway, Greenest Construction, that's green with E-T-Z on the end, greenestconstruction.com. Go check it out. <clears throat> if you want a new bath, your bath's funky. It's got cracks in the walls. The toilet's leaning to the left. You got mold growing. It's leaking all the time. You got, you know, it's it's like a 1930s or 1950s bathroom. You want a brand new bathroom? You want a brand new kitchen like super duper? Uh, go to greenitzconstruction.com or Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook, and you can see all these beautiful photos. And he may even have some of the subcontractors listed there. They're some of the best guys like Greg, Greg Davey Painting. They're helping over in East Street right now, uh, starting to add some color to that project. And they're, they're super professional, really great guys, honest people. And uh, – GreenitzConstruction.com, Dave Greenitz Facebook page, Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook, or you could dial him up or text him at 530-682-9602. Here's what you're going to avoid. You're going to avoid getting a surprise, bad surprise, of the thing not turning out the way you thought, or the equipment not being what you thought, or the paint not turning out the way you thought, or the tile not lining up the way you thought, or the door not swinging the way you thought, and you're going to be disappointed, and you're going to spend $30,000, $20,000, right? Instead of walking away and think, wow, this is, like, amazing. And then you get up in the middle of the night to go in there and look at it, like, whoa, this is amazing. That's that's what I do. I'm amazed. So give him a shout-out. Also, the plumbing doctor, Ted Holmes, is also Greenitz, Ted Holmes. All these guys are working on our E Street project. We've got some young people going to be moving in there in September. 
to go to a course we're putting on to train them to serve the world and make a difference in the world. Not just the world around here, but the whole world. So the plumbing doctor, Ted Holmes, 530-671-9111. You can kind of guess what that's about. When they started out, they used to have like an ambulance look kind of a van. And my friends, when they were over here working on it, my friends would call me and said, Hey, Lou, everything all right? You have a heart attack or having a seizure or something? I said, no, my toilet had a seizure. That's what the problem is. That's why I got them over here. They said, oh, it looked just like an ambulance. Nowadays, they got these a little more a different van. But same type of work. So 530-671-9111. I, just been, I, I made two referrals to North Valley Paralegal, Nelly Garcia, this week. People said, Lou, I need Nelly's number. I need, I need a little. She said, Who, can you give me that gal that you talk about on the radio? I need a little well done. Simple will, and uh, she can do simple will or a complicated will. Uh, then another guy needed to do a name change, and another guy needed to send a, a, a letter, a nasty gram, so somebody would f- repair, pay to repair the, the boat that they damaged. So North Valley Paralegal can do all kinds of things like that. 751 Sutter Street, they're just a block away from Allen's Auto Body. And you can reach them on the phone at 530-751-9289. That's 751-9289. The lady that runs that operation and owns it is Yanelli, which I prefer Yanelli, but she calls herself Nelly. I don't I like the full name Yanelli. So I'm calling her Yanelli. You call her what you want. Garcia. Okay. Go go check it out. So I want to talk about Oberlin College. Oberlin College is a screwed up college. That and it's the saddest thing because I read all the found and when you read about the found, founding of Oberlin College, the Oberlin College was started by abolitionists. A lot of white abolitionists. If you don't know what abolition means, if you just graduated from the college the last 20 years, you wouldn't know that word. Uh, abolitionists were people that were trying to abolish slavery. And uh, so, oh, I'm just, sorry, I just got distracted on what section I'm on here. So the people that were, that were running the Underground Railroad, which was, were basically helping slaves escape the plantation and get to the north, and people that were trying to overturn the laws of slavery, and people that were uh, assisting slaves that were now free, they wanted to give them an opportunity to go to school. And so they started a college. And a guy, an evangelist that you can, if you look up Charles Finney, he was one of the, I don't know whether he's the first or second president of Oberlin College, but they were very fine, honorable, Christian uh, loved America people. They were not anti-American. But now what's happened has been taken over by woke liberals. And they have a crazy black president, female. And uh, so what happened was um, they, uh, in a small town, uh, there's a Gibson bakery. They sell candy and uh, different types of snacks. And I think they all also sell like breads and wine and things like that, right? It's small, small town. And um, so a lot of the kids, o- Oberlin College would buy pastries from there. Uh, 
And uh, it was the Gibson family. It was a family-owned run deal. Different generations of Gibsons worked there. Hired a lot of local people. College students came in. It was just a pleasant place. They had a good thing going. And then one day, a few uh, kids came in, and uh, they they noticed that they were stealing from them, the owner, the workers, and and they they stopped them before they left the stores. They left the store, and they they had wine stuck inside their pants, inside their coat, and they were stealing. And it and it they had a little scrap there, and called the police, and the police came. And anyway, the the long story short, as someone once said, was that the students. Uh, were found guilty of stealing from from uh, Gibson's Bakery. But the president of the college and the dean of students and a lot of the leaders in the college were so incensed that they would hold these kids accountable for stealing from Gibson's that they, they withdrew any business the college had from Gibson's and they boycotted, they asked, all the students to boycott it because they were racist, right? Kids happened, either one or all of the kids happened to be black. And um, so this is a bakery that was 137 years old. Is this unbelievable or what? 137-year-old bakery. They basically broke, financially broke the bakery, and uh, but the kids admitted they finally admitted and took a plea deal because they did they stole and there were lots of witnesses. It wasn't like oh they stole and they think they stole some. No, they caught them with the goods. They caught them. They were stealing right out of the store during the daytime with all everybody there. But the anyway when they went to court, this is so unbelievable. Well, they went to court. They, the Gibson family sued Oberlin College, and you know how much they got a settlement for? The judge and jury gave them $33 million, Gibson Bakery. That's how damaged their, the Oberlin College people, they, they, they created an attack on Gibson's deal and, and ruined their business. So the judge awarded them $33 million, and Oberlin refused to pay it. And now they've got interest of $4 million. Interest. Can you imagine? That's just the interest on that much money. They, they refused to pay uh, Gibson's Bakery. Earlier this year, three judges in the Ninth District Court of Appeals issued a 3-0 decision upholding. This decision happened in 2019. The, ru- the ruling. The award is the largest defamation verdict in Ohio history. And... Because it's so, so egregious what o- o- Oberlin College did. Now, how shameful that this college was a college of honesty, integrity, and, and it got started with the most righteous motives in America of, of doing right by uh, people from Africa that had lived here for a number of generations. And they were going to, they, and, and they were not asking for a handout. This was a great college to send out some of the smartest folks into our country. And now it was this woke, uh, let kids steal, do stupid stuff, and don't don't get after them. So uh, anyway, this uh, this Dean Ramondo, now, that, now an ex-dean, she orchestrated a woke mob into slandering the family as racist for calling the police on three black students for allegedly shoplifting bottles 
of wine. This is all just over a few bottles of wine. These people went ape on this poor little bakery. Since 2019, two of the plaintiffs, the two of the Gibson family bakery have died. They're older people. And it's got a, it's a multi-generational gig. Uh, Alan Gibson and his son, David Gibson, both have, have died since, uh, since, uh, since, uh, they were working on getting the thing uh, settled in court. Uh, meanwhile, Oberlin has reportedly appealed the ruling again against them. The appeal is set to be heard by the, it's going to go all the way to the Ohio Supreme Court. Now, listen, you talk about liars. You know, the Bible says, agree with your adversaries quickly uh, uh, and don't go to court. Try to avoid court at any cost, because even if you're right, uh, you may lose. That's what happened with Major K. Uh, but we didn't take it to the appeals court level. That would be the supervisors. And uh, so uh, Oberlin, uh, they're going to be out 33 million. They're going to be out 33 million plus 4 million interest. Now 37 million. So they're, they're hoping against hope that that Supreme Court throws this thing out. But I just think it's so disgusting and so shameful and embarrassing for Oberlin College after their wonderful uh, meritorious history that they they would actually uh, do what they're doing to this Gib- the Gibson family shame on them now um, we got some gnarly stuff going on in America I I uh, l- let me jump down here I got <laughs> I'm not like these guys that that feign on the radio like there's oh so much good stuff. I I always have way more. It's just because I over prepare because that's the way I'm designed. So I'm not bragging about anything. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. In fact, I'm just a small man on on the the operation here. But I I'm picking out a couple things that I really wanted to talk about. <clears throat> there's a grocery store facility funded by you know bill gates you understand that bill gates and bezos with amazon and all these people want to get rid of all meat do you understand that all meat real meat you can just think about all the meat you've ever eaten they want to eliminate meat from the the earth and they want you to eat bugs and algae so there's a grocery facility do you you've heard about the netherlands and the Danish farmers rebelling. I mean, they're having a meltdown over there, dude. It's like the truckers in Canada. They're having a meltdown because they're trying to ruin farm farming in uh, Denmark. So Bill Gates is starting to fund these new age. I call them new age grocery facilities. And uh, they're specializing in delivery service and electric vehicles and reportedly uh, promoting sustainable practices. That means get rid of meat. And he put 600, I don't know, million, I don't know what uh, what they have, what their money is in, in uh, the Netherlands. But the Melinda Gates, Bill and Melinda Foundation, uh, they're expanding these special stores across Europe. And uh, so I'm, I'm trying to look at the name of it, and I, I'm... I'm I can't see the name of it right now. A grocery store. Okay, okay, okay. It's got an unusual name. And I, I, oh, it's called Picnic. It's called Picnic. The stores are called Picnic. Anyway, 
they put up all these stores. Now, people are getting fed up with the Gates operation. And the place got torched. They think they got arsoned. And uh, it burnt the whole thing down. Now, the, the Gates people are behind the shutting down of the fertilizer, the confiscating of farmlands, all that kind of stuff. And, and they're going to put the kibosh on, on farms. And they're going to try to manufacture food out of nothing, right? And, and have you eaten bugs? And so uh, I was over in Vietnam a number of years ago when I was making two or three trips a year because I have a project I work on over there. And, and my friend picked me up at the airport. He said, you want to go get something to eat? So we stopped in and get some pho. And we were sitting there, and the place was packed at lunch. And, um, and, he's, and it's loud in Vietnam. They, these places are loud. They're drinking beer and eating pho. And um, he said, you, you see how people are pretty animated around here? And I said, yeah. He said, I know you can't tell what they're saying. But he said, China just ran over a bunch of our fishing trawlers with their big ships in the China, what they call the China Sea, which is really the Vietnam Sea. And uh, they just killed a bunch of our fishermen. And they don't, they just say, hey, tough, right? So we have a 90 million uh, person country in Vietnam against a 1.2 billion, 90 million versus 1.2 billion country in China. China's right above Vietnam, you see? China's big time, right? Vietnam's a small country. Looks like a slender California. And uh, so he said, you know what happened, Lou, is, is he said people and they spotted. You, you think, oh, we're too small. We can't do anything. Let me tell you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just wake you up right here. And this is coming our way, baby. I'm telling you it's coming. I'm not threatening anybody. I'm not threatening Dr. Lou. I'm telling you this is coming. I, I'm not prophetic. I'm not a psychic. You don't need to be. They torched this picnic store of Bill Gates over there in the Netherlands. This is the Netherlands. Let me tell you what happened in Vietnam. When they ran over those Vietnamese fishermen, the Chinese, they went out, put their head, their uh, scarves on over their head, and they torched every Chinese business they could find in, in, in Vietnam, which are a lot of manu manufacturers in China. Chinese are doing a lot of manufacturing in Vietnam. It's cheaper than China. They torched billions of dollars of factories in Vietnam. Yeah, they can't beat them straight up. So they just did an insurgency. They call it an insurgency. Terrorism. Domestic terrorism. And they just went and took care of business with the Chinese and just torched all their, all their factories. Now, the only thing China can do worse now is to come in there and try to take the whole country over. Now, what are the, what's Gates going to do if these farmers... Uh, go in there and just start tearing down his buildings or torching them. It's going to happen, people. It's going to happen. Nobody is going to go in these free countries. They're not going to go easy in just these manipulations like stand on an X, go down one way on a grocery aisle, put a mask on. You know something? Everybody's just going to flip them off. And they're going to start burning down these buildings. And they're going to start taking these places out. They are not going to put up with it. The Dutch farmers, check it out on the internet. There's thousands of tractors clogging the freeways. And they torch Bill Gates's. Do you think they didn't know what picnic is all about? All right. I'm going to, uh, let's see. I think we're... Uh, 
man, we're down to our last 20 minutes. Okay, we'll be right back, and then we'll finish up. that were confusing. So I'm not going to yield to you. It is my bill. But you didn't use the words in description of it. And guess why? It was Miss Ross who used those words. And if I want to ask questions of Miss Ross, she could choose whether or not to yield to give the answers. But you covering for her. But you're not really interested in She doesn't know the words she uses and cannot in the Judiciary Committee sit and answer the questions on something as important as life or death when I control the time is outrageous. Are you done? I'm done when my time's done. And when I'm done, you can yield for those questions. But but it's crazy that in this committee, when I'm trying to get honest answers to questions about the effect of the bill, whether or not it paves the way to abortions, that you all want to sit up there and squawk at me rather than allow me to ask questions. When you have the time, you can control the time. How about that? But these are fair questions. She used the phrase unborn child. This is I would theater. like to know what that means to her. Because what it means to ask her us on a break. is that it is a life. But you know what? I want the answer on the record, Miss Bass. I want the answer for the American people, because to all of us, my party that was impugned, we actually think that unborn life is a child and that there is a liberty interest there that is worthy of our defense and our protection and the values that undergird the American Constitution. I don't think that's too unreasonable. And by the way, if you use a phrase in this committee, you shouldn't have to have a senior member answer the questions for you. You should be able to answer those questions yourself. And if not, I think it speaks to the credibility of the debate that is offered. So I'll yield, I'll yield Ms. Bass. I got, I got 50 seconds. Thank you. I would like for us to vote on the amendment. I think the bill is clear. The rest of this discussion is theater. I would like to vote on the amendment. Well, Can right, we vote it, on the amendment, Mr. I, Chair? I, I tell you what, I tell you what, Ms. Bass, reclaiming my time, we'll vote when we're damn well ready and when we're done answering our questions. Oh, you chair the committee now? No, we have rights in the minority to utilize time under the five-minute rule to be able to offer our perspective on matters. And we're sorry if you all are in such a rush to kill unborn life that you're unwilling to answer our questions. But you know what? The good news is, with the Supreme Court we currently have, this is now a pro-life country, and we've got all the time in the world for that. I yield back. What do you get when you mix an addiction epidemic with a mental health crisis with rampant homelessness, lawlessness, and Democrat politicians who aid and abet it all? You get California. And I know this because I lived in it for three years and three years too many. I fled California for the great state of Tennessee, but a year ago with my Fox Nation team in tow, I ventured back to see the worsening crisis for myself once again. Pop quiz. What does a $1.2 billion bond for homeless housing get you in the city of Los Angeles, California? Answer, not a whole freaking lot. Take a look. Welcome to Venice Beach, California, or as I call it, Hotel California, and you will soon see why. It's almost a culture of enabling this, encouraging this. Not kind of, it is enabling. They're inviting people to come from all over the country to be homeless here and making it much easier to survive in a comfortable manner on the street. The politicians have the hands in the homeless people's pockets, taking their millions and billions of dollars and using it to help them and not the homeless. They built the metro from downtown LA 
to Santa Monica, connecting downtown to the beach. It also connected Skid Row to our communities. We've had so many elderly attacks. We've had dog nappings. We've had attempted kidnappings um, because the felons are out on our streets. Who wants to take their kids to Skid Row? Yep, that's Los Angeles, California, but it's no longer the city of angels. It's the city of crime, homelessness, and taxes. Hell, San Francisco is maybe even a little worse than L.A., which is saying a lot. Here's what school children have to walk through after school getting off their buses. Go get home safe. My little, my little partner's out here. Get home safe, all right? I'm sorry y'all got to be going to see all this Okay. Get home safe. Get home safe. They gotta walk through this Come on, man. We do get every yard out. These little kids gotta walk through this This shit is crazy. That is unacceptable. California is the fifth largest economy in the world, has a budget surplus of $100 billion, is home to Hollywood, Silicon Valley, top-notch academic institutions, beautiful beaches, mountains, and an abundance of natural resources, yet it looks like that. What's the excuse, Gavin? Garcetti, London Breed, Nancy, Maxine? And don't even get me started with the crime. A culture of lawlessness is sweeping the nation, but California has been the poster child for bad criminal justice policy for years. Felon coddling policies like crime reclassification and shortened sentencing have created the perfect storm for danger. And that was before many cities caved to the BLM defund the police movement. Take those policies and mix in a mentally ill and ballooning homeless population, and you get crap like this. That's volleyball player and Olympic medalist Kim Glass. She was brutally attacked by a homeless man wielding a metal pipe. Her injuries are so bad, she nearly lost her eye. That's not a freak occurrence in California's major cities. That's the new normal. Yet their Democrat politicians have spent the last two years chasing down unmasked civilians and demanding to see vax cards, all while continuing to write and codify policies that enable and excuse actual felons, thugs, addicts, and criminals. Parts of California look like a freaking third world country and that filth and excused and mainstream way of life won't stay in California so long as soft on crime Democrats are being elected into office nationwide. November is coming. Choose wisely. Okay, this is our last segment, and uh, so I want to mention my work with Dr. Joe Cassidy. Doc is, uh, I think he's been a doctor for 30 years or so now. Worked as a health officer for Yuba County about 25 years, but now he's working part-time, and we're, we're tag-teaming on trying to get addicts into treatment so they don't die. So um, this last uh, few weeks, I've had two guys that I know die of drug overdoses. And uh, the, I was on the phone with a lady who's trying to help me uh, distribute Narcan. 
and uh, she's a very nice person. And she called me in the morning. She said, Lou, do you have any Narcan? And, I, and before I could say, yeah, come, you know, if you want some, come by. She said, you know, one of my friends, one of her friends, one of my friend's friend uh, just collapsed and she overdosed and we need to get her some Narcan. I just said, hey, don't worry about me. Ambulance has already been called. They'll be there with Narcan. They came there and jump-started her and took her to the hospital, saved her life. Way to go by county ambulance, right? So anyway, the, the reason I bring that up is to say that fentanyl, narcotics, fentanyl is killing lots of people. And not because they want to die from fentanyl, but because they think they're taking something else, another opiate, but, but fentanyl is like 100 times more stronger than, say, morphine. So when you take something that you think is one thing, but then you take it and it's like way, 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 way stronger, it stops you from breathing. It stops your breathing. It didn't give you a heart attack. It just slows everything down to you quit breathing. So anyway, uh, we're, we're encouraging people. We're putting posters up, little posters and, and flyers and all kinds of things around, putting out Dr. Cassidy's name and my name. Uh, so if, to help them get off the streets, Doc's doing all the medical work and I'm doing some of the logistics, logistics work. So we want you, uh, we're not suggesting you're an addict, but you might be, uh, any kind of addiction, any kind of drug, including cigarettes. So if you want help, you can call, you can get a hold of Dr. Cassidy at Peachtree Health. They'll make an appointment for him. Don't take anybody else. Just go for Dr. Cassidy. Call 530-749-3242, 749-3242. If, if you forget that number, just think of peach tree. It's peach season here, peach tree health. And uh, you should be able to get an appointment anytime. They'll give you an appointment with Dr. Cassidy. If, if you are really in a hurry to get an appointment and, and they're lollygagging over there at peach tree saying, you know, we'll get you in in 2023 or something. Uh, I'm going to give you Dr. Cassidy's cell number. Do not call or text in the middle of the night. Text him in the daytime. And don't blow up his phone. Just give him one text. Make sure the number's right. 530-682-8648. 682-8648. He will call you back. Just say your name. Addiction. I have addiction problems. Please help me. <clears throat> He'll have your number because the number comes through, right? So if all else fails and you really get nervous and you texted him and you haven't heard back, maybe it's on the weekend, just call me up or text me and I will talk to you and I'll get things rolling. So you, my number is 530-713-1838. Listen, a lot of people are dying and a lot of people are overdosing and they're saving them here, there and everywhere from Yuba County Sheriff's deputies to Bi-County Ambulance Medics to even at the hospital, Okay. We got a big problem. You're not hearing about it because the government doesn't want you to know about it because they're not doing their job. That's just the bottom line. You think, well, how come you blame everything on the government? Because they say they're supposed to be in charge. You ever think about that? When people say we're an authority, but they don't take their responsibility, they've abdicated, they've, they've, They've lost their authority. It's like the guy said, John Maxwell once said, if you think you're a leader and no one is following, it means you're just out for a walk. And most of government is just out for a walk. That's just what they're doing. But they have all the authority and they control all the money. 
So when you have things like the health department, but they really are killing people, that's a bad sign, folks. You understand what I'm saying? It's kind of like the FBI that's supposed to be catching the bad guys. But when the FBI are the bad guys, how do you solve any problems? When the CIA is supposed to be protecting the country, but they're actually trying to overthrow the presidency, we got some real big problems, right? When you have the, the elections board and they actually can't guarantee you a legal election, we got some big problems, right? So call jo- Dr. Cassidy and uh, you can reach me at 530-713-1838. And Thrifty Rooter has become a, a, uh, a very faithful supporter of us, keeping us on the air and on the internet. And that's uh, Thrifty Rooter. You spell it R-O-O-T-E-R, thriftyrooter.net, not .com, not .org, not .us, not .me, thriftyrooter.net. You'll find that their website there, and it's a very good website because it not only tells a lot of the different things they do you probably haven't even thought about. It shows their workers, and it, it has a place where you can put in your name, your phone number, and just shoot them uh, a, a little missive, a little note to the, the atmosphere and tell them this is what, you know, I got a problem. I got, we're plugged up. We got a leak. We got this. We got that, Right. The toilet fell through the floor and uh, and give them a shout out that way. Or you can do old school and dial them up at 530-673-8201, 673-8201. And they got uh, dispatchers that just love to take your phone call and fix your problem. So 530-673-8201. Now, listen, if you want a job, the plumbing doctor thrifty rooter if you if you got any plumbing skills at all or, or you're good with your hands they will train you those two also monty hecker elite universal security will train you if you're a really super duper remodeling contractor and you want to work not full-time but part-time all these guys would probably take part-time right now because they're looking for workers if you're the right type of person so all those all those places can can help you out. So uh, all right. So let's get get on down here and see if we can. Let me see what I want to talk about. Do you realize that Dr. Fauci is now recommending masks, but admitting that they don't work? He's also saying now for the first time that vaccines are not stopping people from getting sick. So what do you think he's saying instead? Well, you. He's saying something no one really knows the answer to. So he's just saying something that he's trying to sell as truth, but it's just baloney. So here's what he's saying. He said, well, I think that the, the benefit of the vaccine, it isn't a vaccine, by the way. It's just a chemical killer. It's, a, it's an immune system killer, the mRNA. It's been a fraud from the beginning. So here's the deal. See, he's got several boosters, and he's getting sick left and right. Uh, Rollin, uh, I can't remember, was Richard Rollin was the uh, CEO of, of Adventist Health, totally lied on, on YouTube, saying that the majority, the big majority, like 60-some percent of people that were being hospitalized were people that didn't get the vax. He's a liar. In fact, I, I, he can sue me. He can do whatever he wants to do. We're gonna, if he wants to get out all the statistics, I will prove him wrong. 
The people that are getting sick are the people with the vaccine. You know why? One, it doesn't stop COVID. Number two is it damages your immune system. So if you have a tendency, you got, say you got some viruses on board like herpes virus, not necessarily the sexual herpes virus, but just herpes virus that causes shingles, etc. You're going to start getting shingles all the time. Women, <clears throat> this woman that we took to the doctor today with from Afghanistan, all these Afghan immigrants were forced to be injected just like cattle coming in the United States with, with this uh, mRNA. And I was afraid that this girl's going to have cancer, this little 18-year-old girl. Because it's giving young women in their childbearing ages cancer of the uterus and breasts and things. Reproductive type stuff. And it's damaging the sperm of men. Because they don't want any children. They want to stop people having children. Bill Gates and these people. If you think that's fantastic, you're just as stupid as, as a, a solid brick wall. You just simply want your head in the sand and you will not go and find out the truth. It's it's spelled out. They're saying it. You you can I could point you to one person after another where they're saying it to you verbally, and they're it's written hard. It's written in United Nations documents. You do not have to go study in a library. You can pull it up off the internet. It's written by the United Nations, saying they're trying to get rid of seven billion people, and so. These people, Fauci and Dr. Liu, are criminals. They're not just people that made a mistake. They're criminals. And they should be held accountable. They should be tried in a court, and they should be prosecuted, and they should be found guilty. And and I, I forget where I saw the other day they were hanging people. And I thought, oh, I think, you know, I think in Romania, I can't remember whether they hung the Cochescus or not, that, that starved people while they lived an opulent life. You know something, people, when people are getting $300,000 a year and then they're telling you you can't go to work, baby, that's communism. That, they, they took Kachescu out. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. I was going to look it up for today. I can't remember whether they hung him or they took him out and just shot him. And when that happened, I remember when it happened. I thought, God bless those people. They deserved everything. They actually deserved to be tortured. Listen, people, we're talking about people making $300,000 a year telling you that you cannot go and cut people's hair at your barbershop and you got to figure out how to survive. That is evil, people. That's not just making a mistake. That's evil. You cannot put people in jail for doing stupid stuff and then let people like Dr. Lou and Dr. Fauci and all these people get away with this stuff. Now, did you know... I just found this out that just and I'm 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 going to make a call to Donna Johnston tomorrow, which is Friday. And uh, did you know that? Do you remember seeing articles right before the 2020 election? Where Zuckerberg from Facebook gave a hundred million dollars to county clerks. Do you remember that? And um, so, anyway, I got sent to me uh, 
if I can find it, a printout of of each county that took money. Now I can't fig I haven't figured out whether Yuba County took money or not, but Sutter County got over seventy thousand dollars from Mark Zuckerberg. And I am very interested in uh and what why that money was given to us and what they did with it. Would you be wondering? Would you wonder what 70-some thousand dollars? Do you realize, you know, the drop boxes, the ballot boxes scattered around that people could drop their ballots in? Do you know that those are illegal in some states? And do you, do you realize that the Supreme Court of Wisconsin just ruled that uh, the drop boxes in Wisconsin are completely unconstitutional, illegal, and they may over, overrule the election? So here it is. There, there was a big Breitbart article back in the day, and I'm just, my phone's just coming up here and trying to. It's thinking right now, but I, I haven't seen where Yuba County took money. It says California in the breach. Counties took Zuckerbucks to throw the 2020 general election, and then it has them listed. And uh, I'm trying to see if I can get Sutter's counties to come up big enough so I could see it, but I can't really see it good from here right now in my way my phone is, but it's I think it's over $70,000. So I'm going to call the county clerk tomorrow and ask her for a breakdown of what they did with that money. Now, I think what they did is they gave money for certain reasons, and they used those ballot boxes to stuff them with these mules. Go watch 2,000 mules. And, uh, oh, here we go. Now I got it popping up. County of Lake, Los Angeles County, Nev Madera County. Here we go. Sutter County, Placer County. Uh, county of this, county of that. For some reason, I can't see Sutter for some reason here. Oh, here we go. We've got another page. That's why. Sutter County. They got $74,000, it looks like. $74,806 went to Sutter County for Mark Zuckerberg. Now, Mark Zuckerberg threw this election. And Google threw the election. According to people that are top dog statisticians that aren't even Republican. They're, they're liberals. And they said, hey, just because I'm a liberal doesn't mean I'm dishonest. I want an honest election. If Hillary, like this guy that was talking, I think his name was Richard Epstein. He's a psychologist, clinical psychologist. That's a, a, a statistics genius. And he said that Google, they tried, they switched the votes during the Trump election, the first one, but they didn't switch enough. And so he still won. But, but he, they did, the, they got the dirty deed accomplished. And uh, so Zuckerberg was giving Sutter County Seven, almost $75,000 right before the election. And uh, also uh, Dominion, which their offices in Canada are just separated by a wall from Soros's office, from the Tides Foundation. Do you wonder why there's no movement in Southern Yuba County on election fraud? Don't you think that the uh, 
the county clerk, the elections clerk, should prove to the citizens that there is no fraud rather than us without any information have to start and do our own investigation. You know, it's kind of like if, if, if there were no police, you'd have to do your own investigation to figure out who stole from you. Right. Don't you think that the supervisors of the, of your County, whatever County you live in, in anywhere in the United States, wherever you're listening, don't you think it's incumbent on them to confirm instead of just rubber stamp the county clerk's count that they look into? Is there any way that these votes could be manipulated by being connected to the Internet? Was there any cameras? Why weren't any cameras fixed showing the boxes, the ballot boxes? Because that's how they caught a lot of the mules. These are mules were people dumping piles and piles of ballots that, that were created out of thin air. What do I mean by created out of thin air? That means the ballots that were sent out in people's names, people opened them, they fraudulently filled them out and brought them in and just dumped them in stacks in these ballot boxes. And they counted them because they're on the voter rolls. There are people that either did weren't going to vote or they were dead or they had moved and they, they fraudulently used their names. By the millions. And so don't you think that. Did you ever hear from either county clerk. The Yuba County County clerk when she was served with affidavits quit. I don't even know whether. I mean certainly she's responsible for how the election went. That doesn't mean she purposely threw the election. I don't know that I would say either of our county clerks purposely was involved in a fraud. However, if they're not willing to look at every nook and cranny of the election and to somehow convince, reassure, ensure that the elections are tight, clean, and we're getting an accurate count. But Dominion is corrupt. The Dominion voting systems, all of the United States, they're liars and they're corrupt. And they uh, they were connected to the Internet. You know, the whole idea was many people are saying we need to go back to a paper ballot and count them by hand. And then you can't use a computer to flip millions of votes from Trump to Biden. You can't do that as easy. Then doing it by hand. So don't you think that the county clerk owes it to the voters to do an audit on the whole system and have not just do it themselves, but have specialists come in and look at the whole thing, just like we bring in forensic accountants when somebody's been embezzled from. We don't expect the, the staff of the business to do it. All right. So we're done. Um, we're done for this week. So thank you for listening. And uh, we're going to give a shout out next week. The Lord willing. Blessed day 
in the dark sacred night and I think to myself 